This is Life Lessons, the Gintama Manga Cast, episode 57. I am your host, Colton, and we are a podcast dedicated to not only talking about Gintama the manga, but also uh, Gintama the manga as it was released through uh, Viz Media uh, back in the day. Unfortunately, that's now discontinued. Uh, but we still felt the need to go back from the beginning and uh, talk about the Gintama manga from, uh, I guess, from the beginning. That was redundant. Okay, so uh, I have two special guests with me. Uh, one of them I've had on the show before, try, try, trying to have her on the show a little more often. Please welcome uh, Japanese history enthusiast and uh, self-proclaimed uh, professional Canadian, Niente Denada. Hi. Hi. I'm glad to be back here again. That's good. Yeah, I've, I've been I've been wanting to have you back on the show for a little bit, and I'm glad we I had the opportunity to do so. And uh, I have a actually I have a, I have a new guest on the show. Um, I've been I've been trying to get as many new guests on the show this year as I can, and uh, he just happens to be one of them. Uh, he's kind of a newer fan to Gintama. Has has been a how, how how long have you been watching Gintama now? Since December, so it would be like one, two, three months. Three months. Wow, that's that's still pretty new. Uh, yes, yeah, so welcome. I, I want to welcome to the show John, otherwise known as uh, Leitung VG on Twitter. Did I say that right? Leitung, Leitung. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I knew I was going to get that wrong. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm glad to have you guys on the show. But before we um, get on with it, uh, just want to let everybody know what we're doing here. We are going to be talking about chapters 83 and 84 of the manga, and uh, afterwards we are going to be talking about both uh, chapter titles in the Life lesson segment, and afterwards we are going to have a anime manga comparison segment of episode 65 of the anime, and basically, you know, we're going to be talking about the one with, with all the beetles and the hunting and the whatever. It's time for beetle hunting, guys. Are you excited? Because I'm pretty excited. Woo! Okay, there you go. Good. So I guess, um, yeah, so, you know, we mentioned earlier, John, uh, you are kind of new to Gintama, and that's that's always a perspective that I, I want to explore on the show, which is why um, I decided to have you on. So um, you want to you wanna maybe talk about kind of, I mean, you're, you're pretty far into the show at this point, but um, so I guess, uh, how, how far have you gotten uh, into the show since you started back in December? Well, I started in December, and since then I've been going at about a rate of two episodes a day, and through that I've watched episode 175 yesterday, and that would put me at watching the beginning of the Red Spider arc today. Oh, man. Man, I, I had you on right before that arc. That sucks, because I, I really want to know what you think about that arc, because that's honestly probably one of my favorites. You can always have me on next time where when I'll probably be like in the 300s by then. I'm sh- I'm sure sh- honestly, yeah, that might that might just happen. Yeah, I'll I'll have to think about it or we could probably just message me on Twitter or something. I don't know. We'll I'll, I'll figure out a way. So, I guess just like I'm not really sure where to begin. I guess just I guess just overall, what do you think about the show so far? Well, first I'd like to preface this by saying how I got into the show. Yes, yes, please. So, I am a huge fan of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and i that's how I met a lot of my anime friends on Twitter. And one of them is Bomber, who's apparently been a guest on this show before. And, and the translator of the manga. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. I, I don't know if you read that thing, but... Uh, uh, I, I don't. Anyway, he's like, <laughs> so you like JoJo? Well, I got this series for you. It's pretty much like JoJo. It's called Gintama. And I'm like... <laughs> 
okay. And now I'm here. <laughs> um, so I I was gonna say, so um I'm sure Bomber was just messing with you to an extent, but like I don't know how how do you how do you feel about people comparing Jojo to Gintama and vice versa? Well, if you're going into it thinking, oh, there's going to be like awesome action in every episode, then you're going to be sorely disappointed. But the sense of comedy that Gintama has in pretty much every episode matches up very well with the type of comedy that Jojo will use in more comedically focused arcs, like uh, specifically the episode where uh, Gintoki and the two Yagyu members fight over sandpaper that really fits into the type of humor that jojo's uh very adept at and that would be taking mundane everyday situations and blowing them up into epic proportions yeah that's definitely something i enjoy about Kintama's comedy as well um i guess just just off the top of my head um what has been either your favorite episode or, or even arc so far well, see, I'd have to separate that between comedy and serious because it feels like they're incomparable. But my favorite serious arc so far, definitely Shinsengumi Crisis. Yep, that is that is definitely a good one. Definitely one of my favorites as well. And as for my favorite comedic episode, well, it's a tie. The first one would be the Nintendo Aoi arc because I'm a huge Nintendo fan. So I got a real kick out of that, especially the Dragon Quest part. And then there's the episode that I saw rather recently where Kagura has insomnia. Now, that's some that's some top tier comedy right there. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, the uh, the away the arc I, I've talked about in the show before, how I have um, how I, I have shown those two episodes Back when I was just kind of getting into Gintama, and I think I was actually around the time I got into, I think I got up to Shinsugumi Crisis at that point, and at, like, if I wasn't already hooked into the show at that point, I think that was the point where I was like, completely in love with it. And so I was at that point where I'm like, man, I gotta show everybody this thing! I, I And then I took the opportunity to start uh, showing Gintama a bit at my anime club back in high school. And those were the two episodes I showed everybody was the OA arc. And uh, needless to say, that got a huge laugh out of everybody. Um, and then they all became Gintama fans forever. Um, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if they became Gintama fans, but they at least thought it was funny. Like, like scenes like, you know, Katsura popping out of the um, Kotatsu dressed as Mario got a huge laugh um, so huge that we were almost kicked out of the art room because we were so <laughs> fucking loud. <laughs> um, those were those were some good times, but yeah, those 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 episodes are good. Um, so yeah, actually, that's that's something I kind of want to talk to you about a little bit too. Is you? I've seen you talk on Twitter about how you're kind of of the opinion that like the the, the two tones of Gintama, the comedic side and its more dramatic side, don't seem very compatible. Do you do you maybe want to elaborate on that a little bit? Because I'd be I'd be curious. Well, it's a very complicated feeling what I have about this show. The comedic parts they started out hit or miss, but really, once I've gotten this far, the comedic episodes have really just been simply amazing. But then, when it comes to to the dramatic episodes, I kind of wish for something a little uh, more serious than what I get, and. Sure, I love it when uh, serious and silly can be blended together very well. I mean, that's why I love JoJo. But with Gintama, it feels like the silly kind of overrides the serious when it's 
put in serious stories like i'm in the yoshiwara and flames arc i'm all hyped up for this conflict we're about to have and then there's like this five minute scene about gintoki trying to play it cool after having a kanai shoved in his forehead and while <laughs> it's funny <laughs> it ruins the tone of it it kind of just gets me out of the whole oh yeah we're gonna see some action to today it gets me out of that mood okay but was that ferris's fault he got you all hyped up for the action <laughs> Well, I feel like a lot of people got me hyped up for that, because I was on the Discord for the subreddit, and that may be why I ended up not liking Yoshiwara and Flames as much, because Shinsengumi Crisis, I was told literally nothing about it. I just went into that, and all I knew was what you, Nada, told me about it being the infinite vehicle destruction arc. <laughs> so I wasn't expecting something huge, but man, I think I got the best story that I've seen so far in the series. Hmm. See, um, it's interesting, because like, that that's kind of a problem I kind of have with some of the Gintama fandom in general is that I feel like it's it's really hard because like you know when people start asking about Gintama you don't really know what to tell them it's it's kind of something you sort of need to experience for yourself at least in my opinion and then like even when you even when you try to attempt to tell people about Gintama as soon as you tell them something like, you know, it starts out as a comedy and everything, and it's pretty funny, but wait until you get to the serious stuff. Like, I feel like, I don't know if as many people do it now, but I, I, I remember, like, a couple years back, it just it just felt like, to me, I had, I had come in contact with a lot of people who I had seen talk about how they had heard about the serious stuff. And it also doesn't help that, like, when Shogun Assassination started becoming a thing in the anime and when the anime was kind of hyping that up a bit. Cause I mean, that arc is definitely, it's, it's, it's a very important turning point in the story overall in its, in the narrative, I should say. And, you know, it's not without its consequences, but like, I feel like the hype train, train around that is also sort of responsible for kind of giving people the wrong idea about Gintama. Cause like, when when you as soon as you tell people that oh Gintama can also be serious, like people have this weird thing where it seems like they they just kind of expect Gintama to like wow them out of the gate, and it, yeah. and if it doesn't do that, like I, I have seen people online who are like, hey guys, uh, I'm I'm new to the subreddit. Um, I've watched about five episodes of Gintama, and I'd like to know when it gets serious or funny, like. I <laughs> I can't, yeah. it kill it literally kills me on the inside when I when I see people make posts like that because it's like you know I just googled Gintama serious and the results <laughs> I get are so hilarious. Um, I recently started watching Gintama. I am really into shonen like Fairy Tale or Bleach. How do we get serious later on? I am at episode eight. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that's pretty good. Um, and so on. Oh my god. Yeah, it's just it this is just like a constant problem I think that the show has and 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 the fandom in terms of its like expectations when when new people start to give it a chance. I mean, I don't know. Nada, do you have any thoughts on this debacle? Uh yeah, that's why I don't really try to push Gintama on people. I always say, "Well, it's it might not be your cup of tea." Then I like give them like one fact to get them interested and then back off. Because when I went into Gintama, I had no idea what it was about, except that it had the Shinsengumi in it. And, I, yeah, so I knew it was like a comedy show, so I kind of thought like Simpsons, so I was just kind of watching a few episodes. And I think that worked out better for me, not having any expectations. Yeah, because I, um, I was telling John off mic that 
Yeah, you know, when I got into Gintama, like, I had no idea about any of, like, like, I didn't even know Gintama had a narrative at all. I just, you know, when I first started watching it, I was like, you know, this is, this is a pretty funny show. I'm, you know, I, I can, I can make time to watch this, you know, every other day or something when I'm not, you know, when I, when I don't have as much to do or whatever. And, you know, as soon as I, basically, as soon as I got to Benny Zakra, that was when I was hooked. That was when I realized, oh, there's a story. I'm going to start paying attention from now on. I was hooked by episode 17, which is when I realized there was a story. But you know me, I'm a Takasugi fangirl. And and also because I knew a little bit of the history behind, I knew what that character appearing would um, signify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I, when I first started watching Gintama, like, when you get episodes like that and then, like, the Rengoku Khan Battle Arena episode that leads into Kondo and Matsudaira going to have to meet with the Tendoshu, basically getting uh, uh, prodded at, like, oh, hey, better not do that again. Like, you know, like episodes like that, when I first watched them, kind of went over my head because I had no idea that, like, stuff like that and, like, you know, the characters in the story, like, always constantly talking about how important the terminal is and all that kind of stuff, I, I didn't have any inclination that like any of that was going to lead to anything in the story at all and it doesn't for a long time so that was pretty safe assumption that's fair but yeah like like that that, that's the kind of stuff i didn't pay attention to until like my like when i started going back and watching it again because like gintama i think is like at least the first 50 episodes to me i think are a lot better on a rewatch because i think once you get far enough into the series certain moments or episodes kind of take on all sort of a different meaning. Yeah, it's like you can kind of see what Sorachi was trying to do. Yeah. But I mean, I mean honestly, I at this point I'm just I like and I understand people kind of have their preferences like some people prefer Gintama when it's funny, some people are always like when are we ever going to get more serious stuff and uh, Sorachi uh, Sorachi really uh, brought that out in uh, truckloads if you're reading the manga, but uh I I'm just kind of at that point where I'm like you know, whether it's comedic or serious, it's all Gintama to me. Like, it's all kind of the same, even though tonally they're different. But like, because because like even in the beginning of the show, whenever they whenever they attempted serious stuff, you know, characters in the background would be like, but did this turn into a different anime or whatever? Oh, yeah, I always like that joke. But now now nowadays, it's just kind of like to me anyway, I just kind of feel like, oh, it's just it's just the same show to me. It's definitely the same gorilla. Yeah. So, so I like I found it like out of out of anything you had to say about uh, the show. Just going back to you, John, I felt like I felt like that was your kind of your most interesting critique, is because I because like when I really think about it, I don't know if I've ever really ran into somebody who thought like tonally that like Gintama clashed with itself. So that was a really interesting insight. Well, it's uh, just. Comedy action is probably my favorite genre for any kind of media in general. Oh yeah, and it's because it's because you can just play off a comedic moment in this action-packed dramatic story so well, and it is it's kind of like real life. You always have a little bit of everything in real life. It's not all just dark or just all just funny. So I like having that balance. But with Gintama, it feels like it's a switch. It feels like it can't be both at the same time. It's like flip it up. It's funny now. Flip it down. It's serious. It, it's just it doesn't meld together well for me, at least. It is interesting because, like, I feel like the only time I feel I feel any kind of tonal clash is when, um, because there there are moments in like a few particular arcs 
the one I'm thinking of being um, Quarters of the Nation in general, and I, I guess I, I won't say anything in particular because I know you haven't gotten that far yet, but there's a moment in that arc where, like, uh, you're getting, like, all this exposition about what's going on, and meanwhile, you just have Gin in the background doing whatever with with underpants on his head. And it's like, because <laughs> yeah. like, like the first time I watched that, I didn't catch any of the exposition at all, because I'm just sitting here watching Gin doing whatever the fuck. And like, it's one of those things where it's like, when I watch anything like that with other people, I have to be like, okay, we gotta, we gotta watch the scene two times. We gotta watch, watch it one time, because I know you're not gonna pay attention to anything that's going on. And second, we have to, we have to watch it again so you can actually get the exposition, because Sirachi is terrible at exposition, and... Honestly, the more Nada points it out, the more I hate it about Sirachi's just terrible info dumps and oh, how he just kind of never have done that. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's a I think it's a valid point, honestly, because like the more I really like look at it, the more the more I feel like, huh, you know, maybe Sirachi really isn't that great. Because like, like Cortis, going back to Court of Cortis and Divination again, like the like the very last episode of that arc is. Like, probably the most, like, at the time was probably the most exposition Gintama had ever given you at once. And it was, it was really hard to keep up with the first time I watched that. Honestly. Because I didn't, like, I had, what was that? Oh, no, you go ahead and finish first, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, yeah, the first time I watched it, it was just really hard to keep up with, and I didn't really know, like, I didn't really fully understand how all of that was incorporated into the larger, I guess, plot, I guess. But uh, what were you gonna say? It's like, that's the problem I had watching Yoshiwara in Flames, and I, I'm gonna, I've ragged on it a lot so far, but I liked it. I liked it more than Benny Zakura, actually, but the problem is, it just, here is a city that you've never seen before, here are characters you've never seen before, here is a conflict in characters that were only briefly alluded to a hundred episodes ago, now here's your story. You see, uh, I'll give you this, John. The thing about Yoshiwara is that, like, I don't dislike it at all, but I also feel like, I also kind of feel like people kind of overhype that arc a little bit, just in just in my opinion. I don't know if you maybe agree or disagree, Nada. Well, it's got Skuyo and Kamui in it, so, and those are two of the most hyped characters in Gintama, so. Yeah, that is really, yeah, I, I think, yeah, they, they make a joke about that in the um, character popularity poll arc. Especially, yeah. especially Squeo. Yeah, and um, one thing I will say about Yoshiwara is that it isn't really um, introducing a city that no one knows about for the Japanese population. Yeah, because like Yoshiwara is a thing, and like everyone would know what Yoshiwara is. Oh, it's the city of the trapped women. Yeah, I felt like that had some historical significance. Yeah, and there was Yoshiwara was like a thing until the. It, when it was destroyed in the 1940s um, during the bombing, which was really terrible, and then it was never rebuilt again. But um, during the time that um, in uh, period dramas that Gintama's kind of parodying, it would have been pretty much the same as in Gintama, except overground instead of underground. Hmm. So, like, the tropes of, like, a woman um, wanting to give birth and so on, these are all things that you could find in a period drama. This, so there you go. We, we, we learned something today. The more you know, except like, I mean, I, I mean, I already know that Yoshiwara was a real thing. Um, I had found out about that a, a little later on in my fandom, which I thought was interesting. But um, yeah, all I was gonna say was, yeah, like I like Yoshiwara, but like I also feel like I also feel like it's not really 
to me, it's not it's not one of Gintama's better arcs, but I also don't think it's like bad either. I really like it. It probably doesn't help that I like I haven't revisited it in a long time, honestly. And I think that's only because Yoshiwara at the time was Gintama's longest arc. I think next to like the Kyubei arc, which I think might be like an episode or two shorter. And the freaking fan club battle that was seven episodes <laughs> for no reason. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's eventually. <laughs> see, I'll give you that. Like, I don't have a problem with that arc. I think parts of that are really funny. But I also do agree that, yeah, maybe that does go on a little too long. You see, I enjoyed all the arc, but I can still admit it went on too long. Mm. Yeah. But I will say, John, I- I'm surprised that uh, I'm surprised I'm having you on the show because um, you don't you don't think Takatine's funny. And um, I like I'm making an exception for you because I-, I-, I like you, John. I think you're cool. But just 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 know I would not make this exception for just anybody. Well, I mean, he was funny, but like uh, it's a problem that me and the people who I watch the show with have. It's like they take one joke and they drag it on like so long <laughs> And, uh, like, the whole thing about him answering the questions correctly because he has to use the bathroom, we maybe didn't need to see that happen three or four times. See, that? See that's a, that's another interesting thing, because, like, even when I watch Gintama with, like, my best friends, who, like, you know, they're they're pretty much fans of the show at this point, you know, even, even they will complain about that kind of thing, like, huh, man, yeah, they're really, like, when are they going to drop this joke already or whatever? And I'm like... I could totally see where you're coming from on that, and I feel like even I at one point have kind of felt like, yeah, I don't know why they're still using this joke. I wish we would move on to something Hard else. Hardboiled detective. See, Hard see now, I, see, I actually that's like those two. I actually like those two episodes a lot. I do too, actually, but it's like it's a no perfect um, parody of what it's parodying, but what it's parodying is so dull and boring to so many people. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, I like the concept of this thing that they're that they're um, that they're parodying, but I feel like if I actually watched something that dealt with the subject matter, I probably wouldn't like it as much. But yeah, so I I, to- I totally understand that criticism, and I think it's warranted. But I think it's just me personally. I actually find that um, aspect about Gintama very funny. Is that like I I like I like it when they drag on the joke too long because it's like. Because when I when I first watch these episodes, I'm like, okay, when are, when are they going to drop the joke? Like it's it's one of those things where I'm interested in seeing how far they could take the uh, they could take the joke. So I guess it really just comes down to like what we th- individually think is funny because you know comedy is subjective, and that's just how it's always yeah, going to be. Um, when you become a Gintama fan, you enter a conspiracy against the other viewers. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, I guess was there um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about as far as uh, your thoughts on the show so far, or you think that might be about it? Or well, I felt like there was something I wanted to say. If I remember it, I can just cut in and say it quickly, and you can like move it back over here towards the beginning. <laughs> how, how about that? <laughs> sure, sure. G- g- give me more work to do. That sounds great. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but I think just, uh, real quick before we head on to the manga, cause uh, unfortunately we, we, we still have a whole show to do. Um, so, um, I figured I'd just read this now because 
we only got like one email and I didn't think it'd be worth giving an entire uh, give one email and it's its own like email segment or whatever. Um, we did get an email from uh, Allison, otherwise known as uh, Meowth 900 on Twitter. Uh, and basically she she uh, she tells us hi, tells the podcast hi. Uh, and she says she hi, uh, Allison. Hi, Allison. Um, uh, she, hi, Allison. <laughs> Uh, she said she listened to the episode where, uh, where I had Lisa on, uh, Lisa being Lisa Wallen, the, uh, stand-up comedian from, uh, Seattle, Washington I had on, that was about two episodes ago or so. Um, that was a really interesting episode. I really liked having her on. It was, again, it was really interesting having a stand-up comedian on here to talk about the comedy of Gintama. I thought that was really interesting. Again, I hope I could have her on soon. And, uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna have her on again when she's a little more caught up. So that'll be fun. Um, <clears throat> okay, but, uh, I think we should move on to the manga. Are you guys ready? What about the letter? I read the letter. Oh, is that all the letter was high? It was, it was a very short email. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's it. Okay, moving on. Mm. This is the manga recap for chapter 83, Rhinoceros Beetles Teach Boys That Life Is Precious. And um, speaking of which, uh, we start off the chapter uh, in an alleyway. Just uh, you got a bunch of kids crowding around, getting all excited. Uh, they're, they're watching something. I don't know what they're watching, except uh, as we see on the next panel, we see, uh, we see a beetle just fuck up another beetle, and it's really cool, I guess. Um, and um, <clears throat> basically the kids are just making their pet beetles battle against each other. And I'm sure at some point we'll probably talk about this as it relates to uh, Japanese culture. That's some around here in the life lesson segment, because it's really interesting. But um, uh, ba basically uh, we have, uh, as I, as I like to refer to him as, you know, everybody's favorite Japanese Dennis, the menace, Yo-chan. And, uh, you know, he's basically just bragging about his beetle because, you know, his his beetle is the best out of all the all the neighborhood kids here. And, you know, his, his beetle doesn't eat the same food as your beetles eat, you, 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 you baka. Um, and uh, I they, they make a bunch of references to, like, Akebono X and whatever, which I'm assuming are, like, real sumo wrestlers or I something. I looked it up. And Akebono is actually a sumo wrestler who's not Japanese. Oh, really? Um, he's a guy named Chad from <laughs> Hawaii. <laughs> and he was really into, he saw like his Japanese friends doing sumo. He's like, I should do that. And they were like, no, you're too um, tall. You have too long legs to be a sumo wrestler. Um, if you don't have enough balance, they'll just knock you over. But what they didn't realize was that his long arms were also an advantage. Oh, wow. And so he was like, he was going straight up through the rankings, moved to Japan, um, became Japanese citizen and became Akabono. And they're talking about him. He was doing really well at the time that this came out. And he doesn't eat the same food your beetles eat because like he's Chad from Hawaii. He's probably eating like Hawaiian pizza or something. <laughs> You know, uh, you know, Ch Chad is a very Japanese name after all. <laughs> oh boy. Um, 
but yeah, so uh, basically, Yochan is like, "Hey, well, who, who's gonna who's gonna take on my uh, my Akibono X?" And uh, obviously, we have Kagra here. Is like, "Me, me, I'll go next." Um, and Yochan's like, "Okay, um, all right, Kagra, uh, I'm gonna take you down." And Kagra's just like, "All right, my, my Sadaharu number twenty eight. You know, he doesn't eat the same food as your beetles either. So go get him." But um. Uh, yeah, her, her 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 beetle doesn't eat the same food as ever, all the other beetles because uh, it's not really it's not really a rhinoceros beetle so much as it is a dung beetle, L- literally just rolling poop all, all around the ring. That's it's not cool. <laughs> and um, yeah, basically they just they just make fun of her uh, beetle, and Kyra's just like, you know, is is isn't he isn't he cool? Isn't he isn't he impressive? Isn't he self efficient? And Yochan's just like, I. I, yeah, I'm impressed. I'm impressed you even found that thing. Like, do we even have dung beetles in Japan? Is that a thing? Um, you know, and like, uh, I'm sure Nada can um, uh, expound upon this in a little bit. But um, Yochan says, oh, you know, don't you know the rules? The sumo tournament is for rhinoceros beetles only. And Kagura makes a remark about how uh, about how Yochan is just as exclusionary and backward as the real sumo association, which um, you want to expound upon which that I, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, which I was kind of wondering what um, Kagura was talking about there. Um, so when I googled it, what came up as the major controversy with the Sumo Association was that they don't let women in the ring because um, a woman standing in the ring will like ritually pollute the uh, ring. It's got things to do with Shinto and purification. And the governor of Osaka, who was a woman during the years that... This was 2005, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... It, um, she had like an ongoing uh, fight with the Sumo Association from I think 2003 to 2009 because um, she wasn't allowed into the ring to present the prize at the end, which previous governors had done. Hmm, interesting. And uh, they said that she either had to send a representative or um, she could like give the prize from like a walkway beside the ring and just pass it in. Oh, wow. Anyway, um, so like Kagura here, she's the woman. But she's not complaining because she's not allowed in the ring. She's complaining because her dung beetle isn't allowed in the ring, and her dung beetle is literally soiling the ring instead of like the spiritual presence being defiled. That's some really interesting, like topical commentary there from two thousand and five. Apparently, <laughs> um, I, I I feel like that's that that was probably what Sirachi was going for. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. That's probably safe to assume. But uh, basically, Yochan is against this. And, uh, you know, we have Okita coming in, uh, you know, just sitting on sitting on one of the roofs of one of the houses going, hey, guys, you know, play nice. Hey, hey, uh, can I play? You know, there's, you know, th- there's no competition for me in any of the other uh, beetle groups anymore. And he just brings out his pet beetle and introduces him as uh, Sato Maru, number 21, and asks if anyone wants to battle him, which, you know, Okita's like, he's like 18. I don't know what he's going around just playing with these, like, possibly less than 10-year-old kids for. Like, you know, he's part of the Shinsugumi. you think he'd have other... Well, not really. Even if he was at the base, he'd probably still be sleeping anyway, so whatever. <laughs> I just find that kind of funny. Um, And then, essentially, we get to our title page, and um, so I, I thought this was a pretty good one. Uh, You know, we just have Kagura and Okita, you know, love at first sight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Um, you y- you sound like you have some grievances there, John. <laughs> oh, what me me? No, 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 no. Okay, cool. I, I'm, I, we're we're all fine. How are you? Um, so 
yeah, basically, they're just standing atop uh, some, I, apparently, the ruins of Kabukicho, I'm assuming. Um, they probably just had an epic battle. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think it looks pretty cool. What about you guys? I think it looks cool. And um, when, uh, a few episodes back, when you were talking with BDR, and uh, he mentioned that um, Sorachi had been an architecture student, and that when you look at the backgrounds where he's drawing architecture, they're always really quite impressive. Well, this one where you can see like all the buildings collapsed, you can really see that there. Yeah, actually, no, I I do remember him mentioning that. And yeah, I and now that you say that, yeah, I I do I do like the detail and and, and even 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 some of the crumpled down buildings are are what's left of uh, whatever buildings are standing still actually look pretty well drawn. Um, I don't know, John. You think this looks cool? Oh yeah, uh it looks like uh the poster to the new to the hottest new summer action blockbuster. And Kagura right here's got the smuggest of faces. Like I'll have to put that in my smug anime girl folder. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Um but yeah, it's a great title page. But um uh continue on the next two pages for us, Nada. Alright, so before I continue on the next page, I'm just going to tell you one of the reasons why I wanted to do this arc on the show was because um, you asked, like, isn't Okita a bit too old to be playing with kids that are little? Well, the reason is that the historical Okita did the exact same thing. Oh, for real? Okay. He was around uh, the same age, 18, when he was um, first, maybe maybe 18 or 19. It's, it's unsure what his birth year was, but he was around the same age when he came to Kyoto with Kondal. And he was actually really well known for playing with the little kids in the neighborhood. Um, so he was on the one hand this bloodthirsty killer who um, was one of the top swordsmen of the Shinsengumi, and on the other hand he was um, leading all the neighborhood games with the little kids. Huh, so, so, so even like the real life Okita was even kind of had like his childish side to him, I guess? Yeah, very much so. Um, that is really interesting and of course, to hear. Of course, here he's doing it as a bully, so it's a bit different. But that's always the Sirachi does a little twist on history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's really interesting. I didn't know that. All right, so we open up in the scene on the grave of Sadaharu number twenty-eight. That's twenty-eight or twenty-six. I can't really see. Uh, twenty-eight. 28. And uh, I really like this next scene because it shows the boys all sitting there, and they were kind of hostile to her originally, but now Yo-chan is like, she needs time. She loved that little poop eater. Like, they really <laughs> care for her. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I, I could see that, sure. Anyway, so they're all complaining that Okita's this immature, like, he doesn't act like a grown-up, does he? And he stole all their beetles. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, um, Kagura is still crying in the foreground. She's patting the grave and going, poor Sadaharu. So, the next scene, the boys have walked off, and Sadaharu and um, Kagura throws her arms up into the air behind her head and has her big um, part for uh, asking why Sadaharu has been ripped from her life so suddenly. And she's like, Sadaharu, number 21. I mean... Number twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know her her big her big emotional scene. You know, you know the the, the real Oscar grabber. Yeah, and I mean she she's we know like her first Sadaharu was a rabbit that she um, squished to death, and this Sadaharu was a dung beetle that she squished to death, and we have one that survives. So <laughs> I wish I wonder what happened to the other twenty-five and what exactly they were. I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, when Gintoki says, I don't know to, whether to laugh or cry. 
<laughs> I, I, that is a good point. I didn't even think about it like that. Okay, so I think we can all be glad that she has a dog now. Yeah, um, yep, a, 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 super, a super strong dog that apparently, uh, uh, you know, Cogger won't squish anytime soon. The dog who sold me on the series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, the, see, that's that's a thing that also kind of gets me about Gintama is that like usually the first thing whenever, especially like when I was talking, like I I mentioned earlier, I showed Gintama at like my anime club, and like when I had like my little PowerPoint kind of like introducing the characters so they had they, everybody had context, like the first thing anybody asks when it comes to Gintama is, "Ooh, what's what's that? What's that duck looking thing? I, I want to know what that is." or it's either that or, oh, look at the cute giant doggy! Who's the cute giant doggy? <laughs> like, it's... A- apparently the mascot characters are a good hook, I guess. Yeah. They might mislead everyone into thinking that the show's cute throughout, but <laughs> can't have everything. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, I guess. Okay, so then we switch to several panels of um, Kagura getting ready for a bug hunt. She's got her net, she's got her bug box, she's got her broad-brimmed hat, and she announces to... Um, Gin and Shinpachi, beetle hunting! And they pay her absolutely no attention. So she announces it again. Beetle hunting! And still they continue um, Gin's napping with uh, manga on his head, on his face, and Shinpachi's reading the newspaper. So right here we got ourselves a conflict between Gin, who just wants to have a lazy Sunday, or maybe it's a Monday, it doesn't really matter to him. Yeah, it doesn't matter, Gin doesn't go to school or does anything with his life. Every day's a weekend for him. (laughs) And then here we have Kagura, who looks like she's about to throw down in the Viridian Forest. Uh, (laughs) And uh, they're arguing because Kagura wants to go beetle hunting. But uh, Gin doesn't want to, and Shinpachi's just Shinpachi, and gets slapped because of that. <laughs> yes, that, that's what happens. That's um, always what happens. Yeah. Don't be a Shinpachi. <laughs> uh, Kakura takes her woes out on uh, Gintoki, who is watching the TV while half listening, half not listening. She constantly asks Gin if he's listening. He's like, yeah, I'm listening. He's such a dad. <laughs> he so is. Uh, he's the dad to both Shinpachi and Kagura. Yep. And uh, he's watching a TV broadcast while she's trying to, while she's just pouring her heart out over here, the poor girl. Uh, he's just watching this news broadcast. It says rhinoceros beetles popular again. And she's talking about how she's going to find a uh, bug to defeat uh, Sogo. And then we go to the next page, and uh, Kagura wants Gintoki to teach her how to hunt beetles. And uh, what we have here is probably a pun that doesn't translate over that well, because Kagura says, hey, teach me, and Gintoki says, yeah, I'm listening. And Kagura says, no, not, I'm listening, teach me. No, I, uh, I think I think that's just Gintoki literally not listening. There could have been, it could have sounded similar in Japanese, though. It probably does. It probably did. I just assume Gint- it was just one of those things where it's like, Gintoki's just on autopilot, and so he's just like, yeah, I'm listening, yeah, I'm listening, yeah, I'm listening. We can all relate with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Kagura takes out her anger on Gintoki's face with her Herculean fist. Uh, 
she uh, then tells him that she has to find a champion rhinoceros beetle, and Gentoki is interested because there's is not interested because there's no monetary benefit to it. Yeah, yeah. See, if I were if I were getting in this situation, um, and I had somebody being all like, "Hey, come on, beetles with me, punch! Come on, beetles with me!" I'd be like, "Okay." Ow, fuck, my nose is bleeding. Second, no. Like, <laughs> I feel like this is another one of those moments I, I discussed with uh, with Bomber where, like, I kind of want get, I kind of want a moment where Gintama just kind of suddenly gets real and, like, somebody, like, actually gets angry. And it's just kind of yeah. like, what are you doing right here? <laughs> How did you think it was okay to do that? Do you think I'm going to, like, put up with this for another moment? I'm calling your dad. <laughs> Oh, boy. But he's, he's just so blase. <laughs> yeah, I, I love how Gin, Gin isn't, like, screaming in pain from getting his nose possibly broken. He's just like, no, no, Congress, no I'm, I'm not interested, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not like he didn't have it coming, because he, he hits Kagra over the head as often as Homer Simpson strangles his son. That's perfectly fair, actually, yeah, that's a fair <laughs> point. <laughs> So let's take a look right here. Yes, Gintoki is not interested because there's no monetary benefit for him. But then he looks over at the TV that he was looking at the whole time. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. He 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 looks he looks over at the TV while it's on the contrived convenience channel. <laughs> <laughs> this rhinoceros beetle is worth what? That's as much as a car. That's right. But to me, he's more valuable than a car. And uh, they're basically watching this news broadcast saying that the beetle craze is back and if you go out into the forest and find these special rare beetles you're you'll get a small <laughs> fortune hmm and um we, we, we basically smash cut to uh gin and kagra in the forest as they uh, boldly proclaim beetle hunting and uh you know they're just shouting with all their might they're so excited they're gonna go hunt beetles for the fun of it and totally not for monetary gain um and they just keep celebrating and shipachi's like why the fuck am i here um and uh basically they uh they start setting up their campground and uh you know kentucky goes on and is like okay we're, we're not gonna go home until we catch a huge beetle you got that okay like this is this is serious business uh, you know, this this isn't summer camp. We're here for work. Uh, you know, be be careful. That the forest is like a demon. You know, if you if you drop your guard, it's gonna swallow you up in an instant. And uh, Kagura uh, lays out a, a bunch of food on the ground. And is like, yeah, that's right. That I I brought snacks just in case, or I brought food just in case. And then Shinpachi says, you know, those 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 are just snacks. This isn't a picnic. And um, you know. Again, again is like you know get serious you know i i told you not to bring more than 300 yen worth of snacks which is yeah bring a military style tent for <laughs> excursion but no food no and sleeping bags they brought sleeping bags too oh yeah that's right that's pretty funny <laughs> hey uh, you, never, you never know that they probably spent all the money on the tent and sleeping bags <laughs> um <clears throat> but yeah 300 yen i'm, I'm assuming is like three dollars yeah three dollars which you're lucky if that gets you a candy bar, honestly. Well, $3 Canadian, it might even be less American now. <laughs> That's true. Um, and, uh, yeah, Shinpachi comes in and is like, what is this, a field trip? Like, what are you talking about? Um, and, you know, Kagura comes in with the astute point that uh, pickled seaweed doesn't count. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Gin just goes on, well, yeah, it does. Every, everything you could put in your mouth counts, even soft drinks. 
Uh, all those count as food. And um, this is see, this is another one of those things again where if I didn't watch the anime, I would have no idea who's talking, and I hate it. And we constantly go on about about it on the show, and that's going to be my only mention of it because I'm going to keep bitching about it if I keep bringing it up. But anyway. <laughs> That's my obligatory mention. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, I'm assuming Kagra here says, you know, oh, oh yeah, well, you know, I I know you secretly filled your water with uh, your water bottle with Pokari sweat, Gin. And Gin just says, oh, well, that's not Pokari. You know, the bottle was just dirty. And Shinpachi's like, you know what? I hope you guys are swallowed by this forest. I just <laughs> he has so much contempt for his friends. I can relate. Um <laughs> Um, and, you know, they're basically going through the forest, finally getting down to business, and um, Gin comments on how elusive creature, uh, how how elusive a creature, you know, these beetles are, you know, he, he thought it'd be easy, you know, what, what should we do? And um, I don't know who, but one of them suggests that they should smear honey all over their body and, you know, stand around for a while, you know, they'll, 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 they'll come running, and Kagra questions who that's actually going to attract, you know, beetle, beetles or weirdos, and... Um, Essentially, uh, while they're walking, uh, Shinpachi notices something, and um, what did they notice, Nada? Okay, well, let's get to the next thing. They notice a man, sleek, muscled, and dripping with honey. And that man is Kondo. Hmm, okay. So it turns out that you do actually use honey to um, go hunting for beetles. You're supposed to like put the honey on the tree. So that they'll come. <laughs> that just he makes has, that just makes the next thing even funnier. Yeah. So he has he has not got the message. He got the honey part right, but it's all over him. And um, they just keep walking. And Shinpachi's uh, like, "Let's go home again. This forest is scary." And the look on his face is like it's he's got a sweat drop, and his face looks like it's twitching there. And Kagura's looking back. She's like, his whole body is covered with honey ink. And is like, never mind, he's an elf. A tree sap elf. That's how he protects the forest. <laughs> and you know what? I actually went as far as to like look up what the word they used there was. And I was wondering whether it really was an elf. And yeah, he uses the word that's used for western elves. Huh, interesting. In the forest. So then Kagura is like asking if that is really what's going on. And she's like, it's the, it's the gorilla. And... Gin is, like, not having it. He's the gorilla elf. He's protecting the gorillas. And someone here says gorillas in Japan. Um, yeah, as usual, you can't really tell who it was. It's probably Kagura. And then the next scene we see is a, a familiar figure here, Hijikata. He's smoking, and he has got the tree right, but he's painting mayonnaise on the tree instead of honey. That is such a waste of mayonnaise. Shlop, shlop. I, I don't I don't know how Hijikata doesn't want to just commit seppuku after wasting so much mayonnaise. Uh, when he has to do something for his duty, he can make a huge sacrifice. Apparently, yes. I I I salute you, Hijikata. You sure wasted like what looks like probably uh, I want to say six bottles of mayonnaise. Oh, it was just his morning snack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Shinpachi really wants to leave, and Kagura's going. He was brushing mayonnaise onto that tree. And, of course, Gin's like, he, never mind, he's a mayonnaise sprite. That's how they mark their territory. <laughs> <laughs> but now, this bit I found confusing, and I could not track down the reference here. She goes, I feel like I've seen that before. And, no, Chimpachi, I think, says, I feel like I've seen that spirit before, sprite before. And then Kagura's like, he's the nicotine addict in that commercial. Yeah, like, I was hoping the anime would 
cut, like clear that up, but it didn't. And it must yeah. have been just a commercial that was big at the time, and we felt speaking Japanese and knowing that. Yeah. Being around at that time was not really any way to track it down. Something like that, yeah. But anyways, so but then Gin is like, he's the nicotine fairy, and then Shinpachi goes, he's making this stuff up. As if that wasn't really quite apparent already. No, you know what? If Shinpachi didn't point that out, I, I would have believed all of Gin 100%. Um, yeah, that's Shinpachi's job, is pointing out that Gin is ridiculous. Yeah, pointing out the ridiculous, yes. Alright, but there's something ridiculous right ahead of them. Looking up on the tree, there's a huge, giant rhinoceros beetle. Oh god, kill me now. Oh, uh, would you be scared if you saw that? If I saw a giant one, Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I, well, I don't know. I think that would be kind of cool. Those things like, really I think that you. bugs got, like, if well, bugs true. got really, really big, they wouldn't be as scary. It's kind of like, because they can, like, get inside. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> okay. Okay, so they all have uh, um, dollar signs in their eyes. They run at the tree, and instead of trying to climb it, they just start kicking the tree. <laughs> <laughs> don't just stand there and knock it down. They knock down the beetle, and Kagura puts her hands out and goes, Now I can avenge Sadaharu number 28. Thankfully, she actually remembered the right number. And it turns out to be, in fact, not a beetle, but a Sogo, who says, That wasn't very nice, like he has any room to say <laughs> something like that. Uh, <laughs> so they stomp the shit out of him in typical Gintama fashion, uh, ask him what he's doing there, and uh, he explains uh oh he doesn't explain he just calls them idiots but <laughs> the, <laughs> he's like isn't this obvious the only obvious thing here is that you're an idiot and then he asks for help he's like hey, hey guys can, can you can you help me like i i, I can't get up I, I didn't think this through help please help I love how how consistently pathetic he is. Like, <laughs> especially if fandom has this idea of Okita as a really swayed man around town of charm, and then he's like the real guy's like lying in a beetle suit, unable to get up off his back. <laughs> and then he explains his plan to assimilate himself into the colony of beetles. And just as he says that, the whole freak show and ensemble gathers around. We got the mayonnaise sprite, the gorilla fairy, and three other guys. The guy on the right is Harada. Oh, he's like the only other named guy. He's the only named guy, the bald guy in Gintama. Are, really? Because like he yeah. doesn't, he doesn't really look like him. None of them actually look like they're drawn later. Because if you see that one guy with, like, the hair parted on both sides, he shows up a lot, too, but he looks totally different. Yeah, I was going to say, he looks like, yeah, his hair looks very distinct for some reason. It's really interesting. Yeah, I think this is just early on drawings of the characters. Okay, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Otherwise, I never would have thought the guy on the right was Harada, because his eyes look so different. So, uh, the freak show demands to know what the other freak show's doing here. Uh... (laughs) Shinpachi astutely points out, does a man who's covered in honey really have the right to ask that question? But it's apparently an official police investigation, but a confidential one. And no, they're not just getting their sick kicks in. It's for beetle hunting. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I So, so for, first thing, I tweeted about this, which got, a, got like over 100 retweets. I was surprised to see that today. Um, so I tweeted about this. Um, like, really think about this for a second. So, out of any moment in Gintama, you could, like, commemorate a statue to, 
There's like an actual statue that they made of Kondo just lather than honey that I think I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, they made it for like some kind of Gintama like onsen hot spring promotion or something a little while ago. And then oh, yeah, I, th- I remember that. And then I think eventually fr- from the picture I found and posted on Twitter, it looks like it just kind of found its way to a jump shop at some point or something. That's where it looks like it is. Um just just really think about that. Somebody somebody not only came up with the idea to just make a condo uh, covered in honey statue, but actually thought, hey, yeah, let's put money into this. It's just... I, I've seen worse. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, and I also... He already, he's already golden like a statue. It looks perfectly like one. I think they should, like, move it to, um, you know, Shinjuku Station. They have, like, the Hachiko dog that everyone takes pictures with, the faithful dog who waited for his owner, and then they should have the golden condo, like, across the plaza. <laughs> People oh, to wow. pose with. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and I also, this was another, this was another moment I really like, where, like, um, Hijikata tries to be all cool when Gin's like, hey, well, what are you, what are you guys doing here? Like, wh- why? And he's just like, oh, that's, that's confidential. And Kondo's just here, like, oh, it's just for beetle hunting. And, like, I, I just imagine Hichikata being like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, like another one of those moments where it's like, Gintama gets real. Like, like, like Hichikata is just like, why the fuck are you like this? <laughs> we have been through this how many times? <laughs> like, like, why, why would you tell them the thing after I just said it's confidential and they don't need to know? But, you know, he's a man covered in honey, I guess. You know, I guess he's just allowed to do whatever. No one's going to question it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on, John. So, uh, Gintoki, or I assume Gintoki, insinuates that they're taking a vacation from handing out bogus traffic tickets, or as we call it where I live, a fundraiser. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you know what? This part is odd because the translation in Viz is different than the translation in the anime, and I bet the anime one is right. I um, noticed that. What, what was what was the one in the anime? I okay, so the anime says, did, I, "Did you use the money you made from handing out bogus tickets to take a group vacation?" Hmm. Oh, I Whereas thought he said, "Did like, you use stolen taxpayers' money?" Yeah, well, same thing, probably. Because <laughs> like you can always call them a tax tax robbers. Yeah, that's true. But here it's like, oh, you got tired of handing out bogus tickets, so now you're on a vacation. So, but I think Gin is saying you stole the money. Oh, okay, okay, I see what you're saying now. Like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't sure what you meant because, like, now I'm reading it again. I'm like, okay, now that I, now that I read the line in the manga, yeah, that does have a different context. I didn't even notice that. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably gonna agree with you that yeah, Crunchyroll probably got it a little more on the nose, but yeah. And Mr. Uh, Honeybob No Pants here says ours is a noble mission. <laughs> anyway, you're creating a disturbance, so get out of the woods. <laughs> Kagura insists that she has to find a rare beetle to avenge her Sadaharu number 28. But then we are given the shocking revelation that Sadaharu 28 died at the hands of Kagura. Top 10 anime betrayals right there. Yeah, yeah, that, that this was yeah, this just goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, Kagra eventually kills all of her pets. It's, it's really sad. Well, I'd hope the dog isn't one of them. Ho- hopefully not. Well, the dog will kill her. But who made me get so excited? <laughs> yeah, Whose yeah. Whose fault was that? 
You know, I like that they um, they keep that revelation for this part in the story instead of like having it up front so that you believe in her revenge quest a little bit to this point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah, actually that is pretty funny. Um, So we move on to the next page and uh, basically the Shinsengumi are all talking amongst each other and uh, Hichikata is just telling Okita, hey, you know, you've you've been using pretty, pretty unorthodox tactics to hunt hunt beetles again. I I told you not to do that. And Okita's just like, Says the guy who paints trees with mayonnaise, shut up. That's a, that's a little editorializing, but that that's essentially what he's trying to tell Ichikata. Um, but, uh, you know, even Kondo, again, lathered in honey, is like, are you still using mayonnaise, Toshi? I, I, <laughs> I told you that wouldn't work. Why, why don't you be like me and, and try the honey? You know, my my plan is the best, and that's essentially where the conversation goes. Is you know, all three of them are just trying to outdo each other with which one of their plans is uh, is the better one. And basically, the one of the other Shinsugumi members uh, looks through his binocular lenses and um, basically alerts everybody that uh, there is a rhinoceros beetle on on a nearby tree, which um, which I thought was some nice sequ- uh, sequential pan- uh, paneling here from Sirachi. Nice close ups. Um, and then um, uh, everybody but Shinpachi starts running after the beetle as they proclaim that it's time for beetle hunting. And uh, Gin and Hichikata are, uh, are, are neck and neck uh, trying to catch the beetle first. And um, Hichikata tell, uh, ordering Gintoki to go home. And Gin's like, bite me. You know, you, you, can, you, can, you can't keep them all for yourselves. You know, rhinoceros beetle, uh, beetles belong to everybody. I mean, uh, uh, me. They all belong to me because I like money. And, uh, you know, Hichikata uh, says, you know, hey, you know, don't let him get it. You know, we have to get it before he does. Um, Kagura jumps on Hichikata's head and... Uh, once again proclaims that it's time for beetle hunting as she uh, tries to grab the beetle and then uh, what happens, Nada? Well, she's grabbing for the beetle as she's flying up into the air towards the tree when somebody grabs her leg from behind and goes, beetle smash! Takes her leg, smashes her into the ground after shouting his special move. And that person would be Okita. But as he's on the tree going for the beetle, Gintoki comes behind him and yells, beetle kick! So they all have their special moves, but Gintoki looks up, and I don't even know how Kondo got up that high in the tree. <laughs> like, he must have, like, snuck around from the back while they were looking. Maybe. And so Kondo's above them, and he's about to yell, beetle, and crash! He was too slippery with all that honey, and he went straight Oh my god, I, Kondo looks so smug, and I love it. He's <laughs> like, hey, 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 look at that, I'm covered in honey, I'm still gonna catch it. Yeah, so meanwhile, Gin and Hijikata are up in the tree, and they've turned to the very important way to how to win the fight, which is that you don't let your enemy finish calling out a secret attack. <laughs> so instead of actually like fighting properly for it, they're just interrupting each other. I won't let you say it, Beetle. I'm going to say it, Beetle. <laughs> and they keep interrupting each other. They're all yelling, Beetle Buster! Actually, the buster was Kagura and Shimpa, no, Kagura and Okita coming down at the trunk underneath where Hijikata and Ginar destroying the tree right under them. Uh-oh, that's bad. I, re- I really like Hijikata's oh crap face and Gintoki, hey, wait. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. 
Um, and then what happens after that, uh, John? We get a big Zuba and a Ga. And we got a cute, <laughs> cute little drawing right here of the rhinoceros beetle flying away. Looks a lot better than the anime, but I'll I'll keep that comment for later. <laughs> uh, the beetle is gone, and we fast forward tonight when the Shinsengumi are all gathered around, disappointed in how they weren't able to find one little bug, as in a specific bug. What are we going to do, Toshi? Says the man covered in honey. Uh, and you see... Okay, so right here, see how he's sitting? With his arms crossed in that, like, um, just that chair in front of the fire with the tent behind him? That's exactly like a Sengoku warrior, like uh, Date Masamune, whatever, except he's covered in honey and naked. I was, I was gonna... Plan. I was I was gonna say that 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 sounds like that sounds like a line like straight out of a like really weird children's book. What are we gonna do, Toshi? Said the man covered in honey. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to exist. Please go on. <laughs> Hijikata insists we have to make sure that the odd jobs don't find about it. You fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> is, is that is that what the fan subs say? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, they're sure to make trouble if they learn the truth. Those greedy fucking cheapskates. <laughs> Man, I, uh, I, I, li- I like this fan subversion again. To- it, it, it makes me feel more like an adult because that's cursing. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> it's more accurate to the Japanese version. Oh yeah. See, I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure the next time I have Bomber on, he, he can. He'll probably uh, um, confirm that for me. He knows Japanese after all. So. uh... Someone in the Shinsengumi, I don't know who, because there's no arrow, says uh, that the they have to continue looking for this one specific beetle instead of just any valuable one. It looks like they're looking for one in particular. And as they're pondering their plans, we got Edgelord Sogo over here sitting <laughs> on a tree, because why not? First, he's introduced sitting on, on a roof, and now he's sitting on a tree. He's really... Moving up in this world. Mm, this time it's personal. <laughs> it, it, like, it l- l- really, really sounds like something out of a movie. Like a movie trailer, you know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, we, we will... Beetle we will tendency? Con- Beetle tendency? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. You guys are giving me a lot of good episode titles, by the way. Um, <clears throat> so, that's that's the end of that chapter. Um... Do, do do you guys have any thoughts on this chapter in particular, or because I don't I don't think I have like anything in particular I want to say. Uh, uh, no, no, not really. No, no. Okay, it's it's funny so far. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's let's just go on to the next chapter then. <laughs> This is the manga recap for chapter 84, Even an Inch-Long Insect Has a Soul. So, uh, we continue our beetle hunting adventure. This, this is taking place after, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the first beetle hunting battle between, uh, the Odd Jobs and the Shinsugumi. Uh, we cut back to the Odd Jobs at their campsite, and we have Kagura, you know, 
basically complaining about uh, about her curry, saying, you know, this this here curry sure is uninspired, y'all. You know, I, I said I like country-style curry with taters and greens cooked into a gooey stew, didn't I? And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, this, this is one of those jokes where some, t- like, where, like, you know, because Gin says, you know, hey, drop the hayseed dialect, it's annoying, and all that, which, in, in the, um, in the in the subtitles for the anime on Crunchyroll, uh, the subtitles are very specific to point out that it's a Kansai accent, and uh, that's I'm I'm just noticing that this is this is kind of the way that like dialogue is translated whenever they, whenever characters in like other manga like refer to that kind of like accent or whatever. Yeah, though I did hear them say Inaka, which means the country, so it was it was Kansai country. It wasn't even Osaka. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Wait, what? What did I say? Kansai or Osaka? You, oh, you said Kansai. Os- Osaka is in Kansai. Oh, but specifically, it's referring to the rural part, Kansai. See, I'm I am geographically stupid as shit. So if you if you told me, like like if you told me Washington was like the capital of China, I would I would agree with you and just take your word for it. No, Washington is the capital of India. Oh, thank you. I see. This is why you're here, Nada. Um. So, um, essentially, Gin and Kagura are just, they're just arguing over the curry, and Kagura mentions how, you know, you have to saute the onions to a golden brown, that's, that's the cardinal rule of cooking curry, if you're gonna cook, do it right, uh-huh. I wonder who brought the food, must have been Shinpachi. Probably, he, he probably knew that Kagura was gonna be dumb and only bring snack food. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Gin and Kagura making their best, uh, disgusted faces, um, which look a lot funnier in the anime, I will say. Uh, are just basically just eyeing each other down and just they just keep arguing about how to make curry and then Shinpachi tries to break it up and uh you know he says hey you know you guys have been on uh, been on edge ever since we ran into the Shinsugumi today you know i i guess i can't blame you it was it was a pretty nasty battle but let's at least try to eat dinner in peace which Kagura does not like this idea while Gintoki spits in the opposite of her general direction um and uh, Shinpachi, while he's trying to eat, says, "You know, you, you know, you think they're, you think they're really here to just hunt beetles? Like they, they seem, that, that like even for beetle hunting, they were kind of trying too hard. Which, you know, Shinpachi gets smacked in the face, like like we mentioned earlier, for just being Shinpachi. Um, but but also because apparently uh, there was a mosquito on Shinpachi's face, as uh, Kagura points out. Which um, you know, Kagura's eating her food, and Shinpachi doesn't really believe her, and." Um, you know, Shinpachi's just like, okay, anyway, as I was saying, oh, fuck, as he gets uh, <laughs> smacked in the face again. And, uh, you know, Gintoki this time is uh, trying to catch the mosquito or swat it. And uh, Shinpachi's like, guys, will you stop it? Like, you guys are just trying to take your frustration out on me. And Gint's like, no, really, dude, there's there was really a mosquito. And Shinpachi's just like, hey, you know what? Seriously, cut it out. Like, how can we hunt beetles effectively when, you know, when we're, when we're so divided? You know, at this rate, the Shinsugumi will get all the best beetles and, and this whole trip will have been for nothing. And, you know, uh, apparently that, that, that really, um, resonates in, in the, in the hearts of, uh, Gin and Kagura as, as Gin says, you know, you know, hey, I'm sorry. That was childish of me. I, I Kagura, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make country style curry next time and, Kagura's just like, no, it's it's okay, Gin. I actually I like city style curry better. I'm sorry, you know we 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 ever we get everybody apologizing like real friends do, and uh, as they're apologizing, they all try to smack each other in the face as real friends do, 
and uh Gin points out how how much of a snake Shinpachi is, and uh, be, because he was he was waiting for the right time for him to drop his guard. Well, yeah, Shinpachi was only defending himself. Yeah. How dare he? I know. <laughs> Shinpachi's the worst. He's just supposed to sit there and be there punching back. <laughs> you know that's that's all Shinpachi ever wants to do. Like, I don't see anything wrong with that. Um. But yeah, you know, like it, basically within all their fighting, they spill their curry. It's it's a mess, and they all start fighting each other, and, and Kagura complains about how she didn't get any seconds when Shinpachi's like, I only had, like, two bites. Shut up. And um, we, we see in the background that uh, Hijikata and Yamazaki are were actually the one letting uh, mosquitoes out to uh, to basically annoy the odd jobs and divide them. He had, he had a fan, and he was, like, wafting them towards... He must have been using his badminton skills to get the mosquitoes going. Well, hey, I mean, you know, when, when you play badminton as much as Yamazaki, you, you gotta, you, you have to have a really strong wrist, I'm sure. Hey, you know what? I, I would even say that Yamazaki probably has the strongest wrist in the Shinsegumi. <laughs> huh. But, uh, yeah, essentially the Ajabs are just fighting at this at this point. And Hichikata and Yamazaki, you're basically wondering if, like, if this is gonna work. But you never know with these guys. Um, Nada, next two pages. Okay, it did not work. They did not go home. Instead, they are now in their um, mummy sleeping bags inside their tent. It looks very uncomfortable. It doesn't look like they have any sleeping pads. It, actually, it looks like they might be just on the ground there. No, there's a tiny bit of, like, canvas. Yeah, a tiny bit. And there's no wall to their tent. And um, Kagura's like, I'm too hungry to sleep. And Gingles, it's all in your head. And she's like, it's not my head, it's my stomach, which I thought was a good <laughs> comeback. <laughs> anyway, so uh, she starts saying, talking to herself about how some little girl's stuffing herself with curry tonight, Lucky. And Gin is good doing his dad thing again. Other families have their rules, and we have ours. <laughs> wow. When suddenly they smell something delicious, and they hear laughter, and they look out of their tent and across the field, and the Shinsengumi have set, set up a barbecue. And um, they're making something good on the barbecue. Yeah, they're just all like, man, this barbecue is, is so delicious, man. I, I'm so glad I came out here with you guys. Man, I just, man, man, I love barbecue. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. That's the <laughs> I, I just imagine, I just imagine one of the Shitsugumi guys getting a little too into it. And they're, and, and he's making this. And he's making the barbecue noises. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Hijikata this thinks is a problem with the setup. He says, where's the mayonnaise? And Yamazaki's like, Vice Chief, we're trying to make them think that this is good. <laughs> Are you disrespecting mayonnaise? It, go, it goes good um, with so everything. Hijikata's, Hijikata's completely lost the plot, but um, Okita's on the job, and he walks over to the um, Yorzulia while he's munching on his uh, kebab here. And he drops the, um, the shish kebab on the ground in front of them, plop, and says, the mosquitoes will eat you alive in a tent like that, which is a good point, since the tent has no what? Yeah, why would they get something with... That doesn't make any sense to me. But I, 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 guess, I guess maybe they weren't expecting to spend the night. Maybe. Well, why did they bring a tent? Well, well actually, a better point is why did they bring sleeping bags? I guess that is a good yeah. point. <laughs> uh. 
Oh, is, is it like like that was the only thing that they could like borrow from Otose? She had <laughs> her, like, yeah, I mean Otose has baby stuff. She she might have camping stuff too, you know. Yeah, yeah. Some customer left like a camping supplies and getting just the, the, boy Otose's customers really just leave her the weirdest stuff. It's like hey, like like hey, hey, Granny, I, I don't I don't have any money to pay for my for my drink and bar food. I I do have a few sleeping bags. To, uh, you'll take those as collateral, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe she's like running a pawn shop all the uh, hey, time. Hey, honestly, maybe. <laughs> it would. It wouldn't be surprising. <laughs> so here, um, Okita's like, "Uh oh, I dropped it <laughs> after having dropped the meat in front of them on the ground." And I actually expected Kagura to go and eat it, <laughs> but she didn't. She's like, "Okay, see you guys around. You can eat it if you want." And then he comes back and he's like, "Ha! Look at their faces." And Hijikata is very optimistic and says, "It's only a matter of time before they get so hungry they go home, huh?" Which, uh, yeah, he must have forgotten who they are. Uh, yeah. Because I, I would expect them to come fight me for it. <laughs> I, I was kind of, yeah, I was, like, I was trying to remember what was, what was supposed to happen. Like, I was expecting them to fight over the shish kebab. So, um, but instead, uh, John, what happens next? Instead, they cook some good old pickled seaweed over the fire. And honestly, I'm surprised that Kagura would even share it with Gin and Shinpachi, <laughs> given her appetite uh, shown in previous stories. And their roasting of the pickled seaweed really seems to bother Hijikata. Yeah, because it's like, wow, these guys won't give up. <laughs> um, which I also, I really find it interesting how Sirachi used, I'm I, I'm not an artist, so I'm probably using this word wrong. But I'm going, I think what Sirachi's using here is like actual tone over the characters here to like, to, to like recreate the fe- the effect of like, uh, the fire, the darkness, and the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was interesting because Sirachi doesn't usually do effects like that in the manga, at least not as far as I can remember. Yeah, he and he usually for night scenes he lights them with. Um, Sparty was pointing out to me that he always that one of the reasons why he might always have that big moon in the background in uh, night scenes is because it's almost the same light as daytime, and you don't have to worry about shadows. So <laughs> this is a good example of him doing shadows. It's pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, that that's interesting. Um, but go ahead, John. Kagura walks over and taking after Gin says, you still there, tax thieves? And, uh, the Shinsengumi still keep up their act, but Kagura, she will, uh, I have several jokes I could make about this, but I don't know if they're in good taste. <laughs> oh, Gintama's not in good taste. Oh, yeah, never. Well, okay, uh, Kagura does a Demi Lovato on their oh barbecue. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, yeah i just I'm so, i just imagine like if you read this out loud it would sound like you know hey if you barbecue here you'll be sorry like i just imagine how visceral it like it would sound written out loud <laughs> don't do that i was just kidding Ooh, okay i don't know who coming soon gintama the audio manga oh no <laughs> Actually, I don't know if that would be interesting or like. There's a lot of yelling. I could see that be getting really annoying really fast. You just have constantly people like just yelling in the mic like, and like their, their audio's muffled and shit. <laughs> uh. And all of the Shinsengumi are taken aback by that completely disgusting action, except for Sogo, who sits there with the look on his face that says, "Well played, Kagurasa." <laughs> Uh, cut to morning. Uh, Kondo oh, is still covered. She made Yamazaki throw up. 
Oh yeah, Yamazaki threw up too. Uh, yeah, that's see. It, see, it's weird because like, because because Kagura th- throws up, but like you you get a clear shot of the barbecue on the barbecue plate or whatever, and the food still looks fine. Is anyone else seeing that? Yeah, yeah I'm looking at that. That is weird. Yeah, that's really weird. Like, I would expect at least, I would expect at least the barbecue to be like pixelated or something. Covered with pixels. Yeah, that yeah. that's really interesting, huh? Bit of a weird inconsistency there, but okay. So cut to morning, and now the whole Shinsengumi is covered in honey. Kondo is not surprised that the odd jobs are still there, but he is persistent in his search, although it is not turning up any uh, success. He calls it the Grand Honey Maneuver, his plan he has, and... Right here is where we get dropped the fact that the Shinsengumi are in fact looking for the Shogun's Beetle, who is named Rurimaru. I like I like how Hishikata's like, hey, you know, guys, just because the chief of pol- chief, the chief of the Shinsengumi tells you to lather yourself and hunt, you know, you could say no, right? You can say no to Kondo. Don't say no to me. Ever. No, no, yeah, don't say no to me ever. Like I actually follow the rules. <laughs> I make the rules. I am the law. <laughs> I am the law. I am the law. I, I was actually thinking, uh, Javert, I am the law, and the law is not mocked. <laughs> I can't help but think about John Travolta from uh, from Judge Dredd. I am the law. <laughs> um, but, yeah, on the next page, we, we continue, and uh, Hijikata's wondering where Okita went off, and he's just complaining about how he went off on his own again. You know, he's he's a rogue. He's been shaking down kids for their beetles, um, which explains why he was uh, probably coming in contact with all those groups of children earlier. Give him an excuse. Yeah, give him an excuse, yeah. He could go up bully kids and, like, call it work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially. Um, and um, Kondo is just like, now, now hold, hold on, Toshi. Uh, he mentions that in the sunlight, uh, Rurimaru may uh, may look like a glittering jewel of living gold, but you know, at first glance, he's just like any other beetle. You know, we uh, we may all have to start stealing beetles from children before it's over. So, <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, so so let let Oki to keep doing what he's doing. It's cool. Um, and uh, you know, uh, Hijikata is questioning whether a bug like that really exists when you know it, when basically. Hijikata hears Kagura yelling in the distance that uh, uh, that she found something essentially, um, and you know he he basically hears the rest of the odd jobs in the distance while they're hunting for beetles still, and uh, Kagura's just like, "Hey, look look up there! Look at the look up at the tree! It's a it's a shiny golden beetle!" And which the Shinsugumi are um, freaking out because they obviously have found Rurimaru and uh, Kondo uh, audibly expresses his shock when he just like no 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 wait like not no, calm down you know if you if you make a big deal about it they'll realize it's valuable let's just let's just watch and see what they do and um uh, he watching the three of them in the distance and um they're basically all wondering what it is like shimpachi's like was it a toy or something and gin's like oh it's some kind of some kind of flesh-eating fly they carry diseases so don't touch it yeah gintoki uh failed entomology 
I was I was gonna say I, I'm not exactly sure what Gintoki is like referring to. I've never heard of a flesh eating fly before. I, okay, I looked up what the word was he used, and he was talking about the blowfly. Okay, and they are very shiny, but they look like flies. They do not look like beetles. So he's just a bit so, messed so up. So Gintoki's just dumb. Yeah, he's just dumb. Okay. <laughs> he, um, he, he like uh, never sp- like when all the other kids are hunting beetles. He was just lying around eating jump or sleeping or sleeping. Yeah. And even Hijikata says, hey, see, they're, they're, they're complete idiots. They're not going to know. And, uh, yeah, basically, they're all, like, the odd jobs are still just trying to figure out what exactly it is. And uh, I like Gintoki's line here um, that says, uh, where he says, uh, hey, listen to me. The, the, these things eat poo. You know, it's the same thing in nature as it is with people. The, the flashiest dressers are never any good. Uh, which... Shinpachi's like, hey, uh, look who's talking, Mr. Silver Hair. Um, and Gin makes the distinction that his hair is not silver, it's white, and I live modestly, as in I'm poor. Yeah, that was a good line. It was actually dropped from the anime. I'd mention that in the comparison sequence, but I would forget by then. No, so. no, that's no, that's fine. Yeah, I, I, I did notice that in the anime, too. I don't think I remember that line at all. Um, yeah, yeah, and the reason I was thinking about it is because people sometimes today are complaining that it's Dialogue is left out, and dialogue has been left out since the beginning. Yeah, and it's usually not anything like... Terribly important. Yeah, terribly important or really consequential to anything, usually. At least not as far as I can remember, but... Get in Shipachi, all leave. Kagura's still kind of looking at the tree, but, you know, Kondo and uh, Hichikata are like, Okay, okay, now, now they, they really are stupid. Now, Now's our chance, essentially, as they dash for the tree, and then what happens after that, Nada? Um, so our heroes, or anti-heroes, the Shinsengumi, have got to the tree, but suddenly, flitter, plop, the beetle flies away and lands on top of Kagura's hat, and Kagura's walking away. And suddenly, um, Gintoki notices the beetle, and Gintoki is, should really, is not cut out for bug hunting. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's freaking out. Whoa, yuck, that yellow bug is on your head. And Shinpachi, too, is gross. I don't know what they would have done if they had found a beetle. <laughs> like, made, made Kagura touch it? Yeah, they probably would have been arguing, like, hey, Shipachi, you touch it. No, no, you touch it again. No, stick. you touch it. She was a stick. <laughs> Here, swat it away with your hat. Yeah, so Kagura's like, what? And uh, Gintoki's committing domestic violence against her, trying to hit the beetle and instead hitting her in the head. And meanwhile... Kondo has got tears running down his eyes and he's yelling, No! That's the Shogun's! The Shogun's what? Shogun's pet. Oh, Shogun's pee! Like, <laughs> <laughs> the Shogun's pet! No, 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 you're right. No, you were right the first time. It's the Shogun's pee. <laughs> okay. Pete! <laughs> um, yeah, it's and Peter. Uh, Peter. What's his name? Um, Gin is yelling, Die, you bastard! Ha! You're quick, right? And he's. Kagura's. Uh, dodging as much as the beetle, while Gin is, like, whapping her around the head, and up comes Kondo and goes, Don't do it! That's... And then Kondo goes to hit the beetle and instead punches Kagura in the head. Uh, no karate chops, excuse me? (laughs) And poor Kagura sees the beetle fall on the ground, instead of complaining about her being hurt, she's like, You guys are mean! Even a flesh pie is a living thing. Have you no compassion? Okay, he looks good. And they're like, Kagura's like, he flew to me because he likes me. 
you know what? It reminds me of when she was holding the baby in that other arc, and she's like, I really feel like I could, like, something could come out. It's like she's got that maternal instinct. Uh, yeah, she's like, it's, yeah, and when she's like, oh, it's it's like it's alive. You know, considering how her, all her pets died, it was probably a good thing that Gin took Kanshiro from her. Yeah, probably. <laughs> cool. So, Kondo's like, hey, are you listening? But Kagura's, like, in Happy Land. He must be Saduharu number 28's successor. Kagura will avenge the death of uh, her last bug by taking Sadaharu number 29 home. Hijikata all of a sudden says, hey, wait, that's the Shogun's. And then Gintoki's money ears kick in. <laughs> the Shogun's what? And Hijikata is so shocked that his cigarette falls out of his mouth with a very audible whoop. <laughs> It, what was the was the cigarette heavy? Is that is is that the sound it made when it when it plopped on the ground? Whoop! <laughs> <laughs> and then Gintoki says, "What? The Shogun's p- 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 pet? <laughs> We're here at the behest of the Bakufu government to capture the Shogun's cherished pet, Rurimaru." Says uh, says the man covered in honey. <laughs> the man covered in honey. And Shinpachi is not surprised, so that's it. I knew you were up to something. And Gintoki is not impressed in the slightest. What important missions they entrust you with? And Hijikata says, that's why I didn't want to tell them those, those fucking money grubbers I knew they'd uh, swoop in. And Kondo's like, well, they might as well help us at this point. And then Gintoki says, help you? Little Ruritania is already in our position. It's Rurimaru. Here's the deal. If you want us to give Purimaru back, you have the uh, you'll have to ask the right way, okay? And then he demands a sixty forty split of the profits from uh, saving Rurimaru, which is actually kind of a reasonable request. Like Gintoki isn't even being that insane at this moment. True. Like if they are getting a reward, like it's already kind of insane that like 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 the government is like. Hey, our 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 leader's pet bug is missing. Hey, you, a special police force that that specializes in hunting down terrorists, go get our beetle back. Like the whole situation's already kind of ridiculous at this point. So yeah, I I could see not his point. It really ties into the themes about how the government has to bend over backwards for uh, all kinds of stupid shit, like. Uh... <laughs> In one of the first episodes where we get introduced to Hasegawa and he has to, like, make sure that uh, Prince Hada's deadly pet is saved and the safety of the pet matters more than the lives of any humans. Yeah, essentially. The government's just a mess, essentially. And uh, back to the story, the Shinsengumi reluctantly accepts the odd jobs request and then we get uh, a nice little shot at what we can only imagine is a uh, scale of Jojo proportions, at least if we're judging by the sound effects. I bet that was a good old menacing right there before Viz localized it. Probably, yeah, actually. <clears throat> but yeah, as 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 uh, as Gin and Shinpachi are are thinking about, you know, how how much rent is gonna their reward is gonna cover. Yeah, like you said, John, they uh, they see they see two menacing figures uh, standing atop the plateau. And uh, those being uh, Kagura and uh, and Okita, and uh, they're like, "Hey!" They're like, "Hey! What are you doing up there, Kagura? Stop!" 
in Comic Sans, no less. Yes, in Comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what that is, isn't it? Um, and um, you know, uh, it ju- and just like in JoJo, you know, they they have they have a good old fashioned standoff, and uh, Kagura says, uh, "Oh, I have I've come to avenge Sadaharu number twenty eight. I challenge you to battle." And uh, you know, Okita says, "I knew you'd come, but I warned you with the power of my stand. <laughs> I've got I've got an ace of my sleeve." <laughs> Stundle. Stundle that. Uh and uh, you know, Kagura brings out Ruri Maru and says, Let's have a good clean fight. And uh Shinpachi and Gintoki are freaking out, like, hey, like that that's the Shogun's pet. Don't if you hurt him, we're gonna have to commit seppuku or harakiri or whatever. So I I'm actually curious about this, Nada. Do you is there a difference between seppuku and harakiri, or is that just like uh, uh, no, they're um they're like it's it's a bit complicated, but they're different ways of um writing the same thing. I'm okay. trying to remember like one is like backwards of the other. Um seppuku and a lot of people today, like Weaboos especially, um think that seppuku is like the correct term and harakiri is the fake term that um Westerners used to use, but the truth is that both were used. Um, okay. Seppuku is like the more literary word, and Harakiri is like the more common word. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because I see those two used around, and I've always wondered like if there was ever like an actual difference between the two. But, but yeah, that that's interesting. I didn't know that. No, it's like the same. If I remember correctly, it's the same kanji except put like backwards. One is backwards, like and the um and using different pronunciations for the kanji. Okay, interesting. Because Japanese is confusing like that. But they both mean stomach cut. Okay. But, uh, you know, Kondo is even, like, freaking out. But Hichikata says, hey, you know what? You know what? Let him fight. You know, if if, if Sogo wins, you know, we can get Ryumaru back for free. And uh, let, let's just leave it to him. Uh, Sogo has showed great cunning in accepting her challenge. And he won't let anything happen to Ryumaru. He's, he's not that stupid. <laughs> um, and uh, The one time Hichikata believes in Akira. <laughs> uh, yes, so... Basically, Okita comes out with a giant beetle. Um, I don't know where he got this thing. Um, he probably genetically uh, uh, mutated it somewhere, somehow. I don't know. Uh, maybe he just lived in the forest. But he just brings out a giant beetle and so it says, Behold the monstrous man-eating beetle king. Awaken, my master. Awaken, my master. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then... Hijikata obviously is like, okay, he is that stupid. Um, which I do, I do want to point out before I forget. So um, I feel like I've mentioned it on the. Have you guys ever heard of a game called Jump Ultimate Stars? I've heard. Yes. That. Okay. I've yeah. played it actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I actually own a copy of the game still. I got it for Christmas one year. Uh, one of the best Christmas gifts I've ever gotten. Uh, essentially, like, yeah. Just in case anyone doesn't know, it's essentially like this. Basically, think. Smash Brothers, but with Shonen Jump characters, essentially. Um, it's it's the same kind of game, except you just play it on the DS. Um, which, uh, this game in particular came out in, like, 2006. So, Gintama was, like, about two years old or so at that point. Maybe close to three years, I don't, I don't know for sure, but... Um, Okita is actually a, a support character in that game, and, and depending on, like, um... Cause like, cause like all the support characters have like one or two like support attacks or whatever. 
And um, I think one of Okita's support attacks is actually when you summon him, he comes out with Sadamaru <laughs> and actually um, ta- takes out all your enemies. <laughs> you know, it's funny because if that had been made like several years later, people have totally forgot. That must have been like really new on the mind of makers. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It- it's just kind of interesting to see like where Gintama was at that time. Cause, like it was really young back then. Um not not even four years old, um, <clears throat> or even three. Just a baby. Just a baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, obviously, everybody at the bottom of the plateau is, like, just freaking out, and Hichika's like, hey, what are you doing? Do, do you re- Like, you know one of them is bigger than the other. Rurimaru is going to get smashed, and Okita's like, yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish he did say that. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and Gintoki's like, hey, you hear that? Like, he's gonna, Kagura, he's gonna smash your Sadaharu number 29 into pieces. And Which Kagura replies, it's not size that matters, it's guts. Which, you know, Gin's like, yeah, yeah, guts, that's what's gonna be all over the place. Uh, d- d- like, that be- that beetle is, uh, has been pampered his whole life. You know, R- Rory Marley is, you know, he's the Shogun spoiled uh, lap-, lap bug. That's um, interesting. Yeah, and there's another missed joke here. There's a translation that kind of like, this is a joke here. Oh, is there? Uh, yes. Okay, so it's kind of there if you squint. So she, he says, there's going to be guts all over the place, right? Uh-huh. Uh, just like a second ago, they were talking about, you're going to have to commit seppuku. So the guts are Kagura's. Um, so in the anime, it says, the only one who has guts is you, which is also kind of wrong. The better thing would have been, you're the one who's going to have guts all over the place. Oh, uh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, that, that would have been but a little on funnier. The other hand, it's like he's referring to both of them. That, oh, okay. So, yeah, there'd been a better way to signal that the joke is a, another one of his favorite seppuku jokes. He likes to make them a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, Shinpachi and the man covered in honey, formerly known as Kondo, you know, they get the idea to climb up the cliff. But Shinpachi's like, hey, but how, how are we going to climb up the cliff? Um, and, you know, the man covered in honey says that we have to work together. You know, and no wall is insurmountable if four samurai work together. And basically, Gin and Hichikata argue about who's going to be the footstool, and that's basically all they argue about, and Shinpachi tells them to buck up and get over it. Um, but then what happens next, Nada? Well, I was just going to say, this may be the only moment of um, manga sexual innuendo between Hijikata and Gintoki here, when Gintoki's like, there's no way I'm going to get down on all fours for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure that that's actually would come across that way in Japan, but we've got to give the fangirls something. Yeah, I don't know. That is interesting. Like, you say, you say, you say, you don't think that would come off as sexual in Japan. Well, I have no idea if that's what he really said. Like, I did. Oh, okay, okay. I, yeah, that's, I guess like, that's a good the point. translation. I'm. Uh, there's no way I'm going to get down on all fours for you. Might have meant. It might have been like, there's no way I'm going to lower myself. Like, you don't know what it actually was in Japanese because we don't have bomber. Mm. Okay, okay, I see. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, but it's just funny because, like I've said before, that there's never actually any sexual innuendo between Gin and um, Hijikata in the manga, whereas there is in the anime. Lots of ship keys. Hmm. So I was thinking this might be the one exception. I, I was going to say, uh, Viz is trying to prove you wrong, Nada. Yeah. All right, so the next page, Kondo's on uh, all fours for um, them, and he says, I'll do it, and I'll start climbing. Are you kidding? You're covered with honey. I'm not stepping on you, says Gin. So, as they're fighting, 
face. The fight begins above. Swam! Go Sadumaru! They're looking at each other. They're realizing they're uncomfortable, but there's nothing that they can do. Ah! Uh, hold on, real, real quick. I just noticed Shinpachi's holding up his glasses in the background. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, because like to focus on something, you need to like hold on to the glasses. <laughs> he's he's the glasses character. He has to do that. Yeah. So in this moment, despite their uncomfortability, they actually do let um, Honey Man be the bottom of their human tower. And uh, Hijikata's on top of Kamo's shoulders. Shinpachi jumps up on top of uh, Hijikata. Gin's at the top. He jumps off of them. And he shouts his ultimate attack. Beetle hunting! He comes up <sighs> in a big kick. Kicks Sadamaru, whatever number, in the um, side. Knocks him over. And Jeez. Yeah, that's that's a pretty cool page, by the way. But um, yeah, finish this off, John. Gintoki just pulls a kakyo in on Sadumara right there. <laughs> Poor bastard. Uh, <laughs> they have succeeded in their efforts to uh, preserve the Shogun's beetle. Uh, Sogo is, of course, pissed. Kagura is pissed, too, because she wasn't able to win the fight <laughs> fair and square, as she was certain that she was going to. Gintoki gets into dad mode, whacks both of them on the head, and says, Idiots, if you want to fight, then get into the ring yourselves and duke it out. He really does sound like, like, he sounds like a southern dad a lot. <laughs> you want to fight, get in the ring and duke it out yourselves. Just like that, right? What in tarnation? <laughs> but, d- damn it, Bobby! <laughs> that boy ain't right. <laughs> yeah, I think John can do a better southern accent. <laughs> uh, hey, look, you know what? I tried. Go ahead, John. Apparently you're better at everything than I am. Yeah, well, yeah, being southern gives him Do I look like I know what a JPEG is? <laughs> Gintoki says, don't harm other creatures for sport. I ought to kill you, morons. <laughs> He's on his uh, little Buddhist uh, hu- humble tower right here talking about how all life is precious as he proceeds to step square onto uh, the Shogun's Beetle, meaning all of their efforts were in uh, vain. Man, that that irony is delicious. (laughs) And just as blatant as it usually is in Gintama. (laughs) He then uh, backpedals, says, a small life was snuffed out prematurely, but we're all still friends. The real uh, Shogun's Beetle was the friends we made along the way. (laughs) We now cut to, uh, what do you call it, police headquarters? Yeah. And we got Matt Sarita right here uh, saying, I appreciate all your hard work. It's no easy feat to find one small beetle in a vast forest. That's why we made you idiots do it. <laughs> uh, so he then asks where the beetle is, to which Hijikata presents the gorilla formerly known as Kondo, uh, Wearing a, uh, what's that, a samurai helmet, right? A samurai helmet, and the word for samurai helmet is kabuto, which is also the word for rhinoceros beetle, kabuto mushi. Oh, hey, it's a pun. Yeah, helmet beetle. It's like a pun or something. But, um... and, uh, and, and he's wearing uh, like beetle horns on that helmet, too. And he's still covered in honey. Yes. And we end our story with the kind proposition by Matsurida, you can kill yourself now. Or, or in the in the famous words of uh, of Noria Wakamoto's Matsudaira, Harukiri. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you get you get points for Wakamoto. That was a good one. 
okay, thank you. I, I, I was, I was practicing that all morning. Not really. Uh, so, um, that's, uh, that was the end of that chapter. Um, what, what, what'd you guys think of this arc? It was really enjoyable. I liked it. I'd say it's pretty much par for the course for a comedy arc. I had a few chuckles. It's nothing particularly outstanding for me, but I liked it. Um, yeah, like, I, I agree. It's just, I, like, this is just another one of those, like, um, like, it, it's the same thing as, like, that, 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 like, uh, what was it? I think it was chapter 17, actually, where, like, really early on, where, uh, the odd jobs are, are trying to pick a spot to look at the cherry blossoms and they end up fighting with the Shinsengumi over their spot or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's a kind of, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, it's not meant to be anything other than just the odd jobs and Shinsugumi duking it out and arguing over stupid stuff. Yeah, and it's kind of like slowly building up the relationship as they keep on like running into each other. And that's never not fun. Oh yeah. Like this is gonna be one of those moments where like, you know, eventually uh the story's gonna be uh like the story's gonna get to its quote unquote serious arcs between the odd jobs and the Shinsugumi, and they're gonna think back on all their moments and this is like gonna be one of them where it's like Man, we used to hate those guys. Now we actually kind of like them, I guess. Yeah, it's like Okita and Kagura. Their like rivalry just keeps on going up one notch after another until like yeah. they finally reach like the height of the rivalry, and then they discover things together. Um, that sounds wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something that was a spoiler, so I stopped. That 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 sounds that sounds really bad out of context. They they discover things. I mean, they they discover like. Um, the true meaning of Shonen Jump. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Um, but yeah, like, I just I just thought this was funny. I can't think of if I have anything to say about, like, the, I guess, in terms of, like, the art or the panel layout. I feel like if Josh were here, he'd probably be better. I, don't, I mean, I don't know, Nada, do you, do you think you have any thoughts on that? It's, um, yeah, it's not particularly amazing like well some of the scenes where they're, they're like running but there are quite a lot of scenes of just people standing there straight um just talking but i mean like do you think maybe it's easier to follow compared to something like when we covered um the go ninja arc oh yeah the go ninja arc was like terribly drawn for following yeah but the action here is a lot more simpler like ninjas do like all sorts of crazy tricks whereas here it was just like hitting things falling from things, hitting things some more, running, climbing. Yeah, so, like, uh, yeah, I think I agree, like, these two chapters were just really funny, and, like, it's, it's, they're good to read if you want to laugh. Basic Gintama. Yeah, ba basic Gintama, really not much more outside of that. Um, I guess really the only other thing I want to talk, I guess I want to propose to you guys is, uh, for, for, I guess for, like, for material like this in particular, where there's not, like, a ton to talk about, I usually like to ask this, but... I don't know what what was what were your, what were your guys' favorite like gags at all if you had any. My my favorite scene is the establishing one when the odd jobs are walking into the forest and they walk by Kondo and uh uh Hijikata and Shinpachi's incredibly concerned. Kagura's too focused on bug hunting to care, and Gintoki just wants both of them to shut up. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah, I think um yeah, my my mine in particular is just Really, it really is just condo covered in honey the entire chapter. Like, I, I actually have a theory about, um, <laughs> because he wasn't there at the barbecue scene. 
And I want to think it's because, like, he took off that day's coat of honey just to recoat himself for the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he, like, added, he took, like, the honey mustard from the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just like man i'm all i'm almost out of honey okay well, well this this says honey i guess i'll take this as close as i'm gonna get um um my favorite was the bit where uh Ichikata says sogo's not that stupid with this really content proud look on his face and then he goes he is that stupid <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think it, like another one besides Kondo that kind of comes to mind is um, I kind of I kind of glossed over it, but I do like that part in the beginning where where Kagura comes to Gintoki and Shinpachi, she, and she's basically like, "Okay, it's time to hunt for beetles," and they just don't pay attention, and she has to like announce it again just in case. <laughs> I, I feel you know you know I'm an older sister. I have a I have eight younger siblings. Uh huh. And um. I feel like I've been on the Gintoki side of that conversation so many times. <laughs> I am listening. Yeah. Not, like, on the computer. Honestly, yeah, like, I have, like, three younger sisters that I still live with, so, like, when I, yeah, when I'm on the computer, my youngest sister will constantly come in my room and, like, try to talk to me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, sure. And I, ju- I just kind of, like, say stuff. <laughs> so I, I, yeah. I totally get that feeling, too. Um, But, uh, yeah, like there's there's not really like I said, not not really super discussion heavy, but like it it was fun and I loved reading it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's just it's just enjoyable and I think that's about as much as you could say for a chapter of Gintama. Um so I think that's about it for our manga recaps. So, you know, uh if you guys you know, for if you if you're not following along with us, you really should. Um I don't maybe maybe it's a lot more fun if you're not following along so you just hearing all this stuff out of context, I don't know. Um but, uh, you know, if you ever... It's, it's always interesting going back, especially if you just... Most people wouldn't have read the early chapters. Yeah, yeah, it is. They would have just watched the anime, so... Oh, yeah. If you weren't following along with us, but you want to, and we hopefully convinced you to, you know, you can you can read both chapters 83 and 84 in Volume 10 of Gintama uh, from the discontinued Viz Media release. And uh, actually, Viz, uh, they're not really printing anymore Gintama, as far as I can tell, but... They do kind of make it easier for you to kind of like, I guess for all their manga in particular, like if you go to viz.com slash gin dash Tama, uh, they actually have a page for like uh, where they have entries of like every Gintama volume they printed. And when you click on one of them, uh, that page in particular will give you like links to other retailers where you can buy Gintama volumes online, which I think is pretty cool. Um, which I will obviously leave in the show notes for people who want to go and uh, buy Gintama from wherever you buy it, you know, Right Stuff, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Books A Billion even, I think. So wh- wherever you want to buy it. Um, but unfortunately, they don't have an option for a, uh, for a digital copy because uh, those don't exist. And that's where you guys kind of come in, you know, uh, as I've said on the show before. Um, if you want to read Gintama digitally, uh, legally speaking, uh, you want to go... Uh, basically tell Viz Media on Twitter, that's at Viz Media, and let them know that you would be interested in buying Gintama digitally, that that is something that you would pay money for. Remember, be polite, and just let them know you have an interest, because, you know, uh, it may not seem like it, but they, they do take in all of their feedback, and they do, they do read all their stuff, so they, they pay attention to that kind of thing, so, you know, it's, it's worth uh, reminding them every once in a while that, hey, Gintama fans exist, we we will actually buy your stuff. And I think that's going to be about it for that. So let's just move on to the next thing.
This is the life lessons segment for lessons 83 and 84, of which we are obviously going to start with lesson 83 first. Rhinoceros beetles teach boys that life is precious. Um, which, in my opinion, if we were to just discuss chapter 83 alone, I'm not sure if this is the case. Um, I feel that way because, I mean, I guess yes and no. Because, like, uh, on one hand, I, I feel like I want to disagree because, like, because the chapter starts off with all of these kids making these poor beetles fight each other. Uh, whether it's to the death or not, uh, we, we can't say for sure. Um, well, um, okay, so I actually did some research on this because I was wondering whether it was to the death or not. And it's like, no, it's never to the death. It's just when things push each other out of the um, area that they're fighting in. And the only way that they'll really get hurt is by accident if some person hurts them. Still pretty mean to do to a bug. Because <laughs> yeah. you're like, so you're trying to, you're using its, uh, its, uh, it wants to defend its territory so it can mate, and you're using that against them, so it's kind of mean to them. But no, they're not hurting their bugs, unless it's, um, Kagura. I guess those, those, like, sumo association jokes that Kagura was making... Uh, in the beginning, we're, we're pretty apt because this this really just this like from what you're telling me, this really just does just sound like Beto sumo wrestling or something. Yeah, it's, it's almost exactly like Beto sumo wrestling. And there's like some people who it's not that's not good enough for them, so then they go and they get bugs that actually like fight and hurt each other. And there's Jeez. a whole dark side of uh, Japanese YouTube I discovered. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> But um, the ki- for what the kids are doing, they're not really hurting the bugs much. It's, it's mean. It is mean, like the good last Gintoki will say in the next episode. Yeah, I mean, like, I yeah, I, like I, you were saying that, and yeah, I'm just thinking, like, I really can't imagine there aren't at least like a few kids who would think, yeah, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna use my bug to kill all the other bugs or whatever. Oh yeah, it was probably like that's what Okita was like as a kid. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, uh, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure if he weren't on his little mission to retrieve, um, Rurimaru, I feel like he probably would have fought other bugs to the death. And, and I mean, when he does see Rurimaru, he tries to fight him to the death in the end. That's, that's true, actually. <laughs> but you know what about the lesson is, um, I think that the lesson itself, what they say about, um, how the beetles, looking after a rhinoceros beetle should teach kids the value of life. I think that that is the intent of a lot of the adults in getting these for boys in Japan. Like, that's what the adults think is the idea. And they aren't saying you should take them out and make them fight each other. No, that, that, that's, that's the, that, that's the thing that the kids thought, oh, guys, you know, it'd be a really cool idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I was, I was saying, I just, just to get to my other point, like, I can also kind of agree with, I guess, the life lesson here also on one hand, because like, yeah, obviously, well, it's, well, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I kind of, I'm kind of going back and forth because on one hand, yeah, it, like, it does teach them that lesson and it doesn't, uh, because, you know, they're obviously making them fight while it's not to the death, 
But then you have that scene where it's like, you know, Kagura loses her pet beetle or whatever, and she's obviously very broken up by it. Um, but then if it weren't for the twist that, oh, well, Kagura was the one who smashed him in the first place, then yeah, I could see where the, where the lesson would kind of apply here. So it's, it's, it's kind of interesting how it like kind of applies and yeah, kind of doesn't. But on the other hand, like Kagura is like total messed it all up. But those <laughs> other kids, the Yo-chan and so on, Yo-chan looks like he actually did learn about the, um, importance of, um, life because he's like, she loved that beetle. <laughs> I, I hope so, because he's honestly kind of a little shit. Um, <laughs> he's a terrible kid. Rhinoceros beetles only actually live um, over the summer, basically. So you buy them in the spring, look after them, and then they'll die by the end of the year. Oh, well, that's that's convenient. Yeah, it is actually, <laughs> isn't it? Huh. Um, do you have any thoughts on this life lesson at all, John? Uh, well, yeah, I guess it's kind of reaching to make this connection, but it's the reason that I was able to immediately understand the cultural context of this episode when I was watching it, and uh, I'm sure most people listening to this will know, but the practice that uh, kids in Japan have of collecting bugs and fighting them is what directly inspired the Pokemon franchise. Oh, yeah. Now, see, I didn't even think about that connection. That is actually really interesting to think about yeah what's his name I, see i'm terrible for remembering names especially japanese names but the guy who came up with the idea of pokemon he specifically talked about he based it off going and um finding uh bugs in the forest and then doing the fights and so on yeah satoshi tajiri uh and he said that uh very early on in the game it was thought that the pokemon when they lost in battle would die but he said that uh by having the pokemon die that would be cheapening the impact of death to children ma making death not seem that significant so he wanted the pokemon to faint so you could keep an emotional connection with them uh and kind of see them as uh friends that you help grow Hmm. Yeah, I, I I can see that. That's I think that's pretty admirable. And if you look at that, that does kind of tie in well with with the whole theme of the of the episode, uh, or should I say, the lesson. But uh, it's kind of reaching. No, honestly, I I thought I thought it was interesting. Like it's weird because like I it's because it, it's such a simple connection. But like me not being Japanese, I don't think I ever would have made that connection. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> well, it's maybe it's a bit because you know this is it's shown in Jump. It's for the middle age, middle school. M yes, middle um, aged age kids, middle aged. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the middle school age children. So it's like this is how you should behave. Don't behave like my characters. <laughs> <laughs> That's another interesting point too. Actually, um, I guess um, unless we have any other thoughts to add on, um, I guess does the chapter title make sense? Um, yeah. I'd say it does. Yeah, okay. I guess we all agree then. Um, I guess we can move on to our other lesson, lesson 84. Even an inch-long insect has a soul. Now, I guess I guess this all comes down to whether you personally believe. And I mean, I, I don't – I'm not trying to have a, a bigger uh, theological discussion here, but I also uh, – I guess, I guess this kind of also depends on like what your uh, – I guess – ideology theology i don't know if i'm using the right words uh i guess whether you think uh the soul exists or not but like personally i'm kind of agnostic on a lot of things so like 
I guess I don't not believe in the soul. Using double negatives now. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's something like, if scientists were to suddenly prove one day that the soul exists, I'd be like, okay, sure, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, um, so this whole thing of, like, saying, uh, talking about the soul, it's. It, I think it is kind of important to know that it's talking from a Japanese point of view, which is entrenched in a kind of a different worldview. Mm-hmm. In which everything has a soul, but it's not necessarily the same as we would think of the word soul. Hmm. So, like, between Buddhism and Shinto, like, a soul doesn't even mean that a thing has, like, what's, I'm, I want to say intelligence, but the word is when you're aware of awareness, yeah. Uh, subconscious? Yeah, you can say that something has a soul without even meaning that it's conscious. Okay. It's like everything in the world has a soul. Um, but anyways, I actually did a little bit of research on this one title. Okay. So I'll tell you what I found out. Um, so what it is, it's actually a proverb in Japanese. Oh, and okay. It's, and the proverb literally translated, um, Viz came up with, what was Viz's translation? Even uh, even an inch long insect has a soul. Okay, so what um, the literal translation is, even a one inch insect has a five tenths of an inch soul. Oh, okay. That is really interesting. <laughs> So I found, like, two schools of people interpreting this, and one people were interpreting it and were going, oh, this is really beautiful, the idea that even an insect has a soul and everything is important in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Then I went to, like, the more um, academic uh, dictionary, like, translations, and they said that it had a different meaning entirely. Oh. Um, what it means is, specifically, they said the English proverb closest to its meaning is, tread on a worm and it will turn. And so even a one-inch insect has a five-tenths of an inch soul. Doesn't It might mean everyone is precious, but it doesn't directly mean that. What it really means is that even um, people whom you think aren't important will turn if you keep on mistreating them. Like the lowly will turn back and bite. Like everyone has a snapping point. Hmm. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah, see, th- this is why I'm glad I have you on, because I, I totally never would have – I never would have realized this was a proverb at all, even <laughs> – I definitely wouldn't have either. Hmm. Yeah, that's that is really cool. Um but yeah, I, I can totally I could totally see what you were saying about how, yeah, depending on the culture, what are I guess <clears throat> what we define as the soul. Cause I mean like you know, the like like the like the idea of like the soul and how like the your environment around you and the people that you know and how it colors it, quote unquote, is is a huge theme in Gintama, like, overall. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I think it's totally normal in Japanese works for people, even if they personally are agnostic, to still talk in that, um, using those, like, idioms and talk about the soul and so on. It, like, doesn't even say anything necessarily about Sirachi's beliefs. Hmm, okay. Which we don't really know what they are. It would be really interesting to find that kind of thing out, but I doubt... I doubt Sirachi's the kind of person who, ever, who would ever, like, come out publicly about that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's not something that most Japanese people even, like, talk very much about, you know? It's just a different... I think, like, out here in the West, we're more likely to say, this is what I believe, and so on and so on. Hey, yep, that's that's an understatement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we could learn a thing or two from them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think, um, I guess, um, how does it relate to the chapter? Well, this is where I'm actually a bit confused because um, the meaning seems to relate less to the chapter, unless it's this worm is Shimpachi. Hmm. 
you know, like punch Shibachi enough in the face and eventually he'll punch you back. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, considering, yeah, what we, what you told us about, I guess, yeah, the different meanings behind the proverb. Yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, the other meaning you were talking about, yeah, I guess it would relate in that way. Didn't even think about that. But I, I mean, I guess, like, in terms of, like, its base meaning, I just kind of assumed that the, that the, that the lesson, that the chapter title just, like, basically related to, you know, the punchline at the end where, where Gin, where Gin's like, yes, every life is precious as I accidentally step on this beetle. Um, I just, I just assume it, like, just had a base meaning from there anyway. Gintoki just sure got off at the end without any, anything happening to him. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true, but, like, I'm sure the Shinsengumi probably didn't really want to be out there anyway. Yeah, but I mean, they were the ones who got yelled at to commit seppuku instead. <laughs> maybe, maybe the, maybe the insect that will finally turn is Gintoki. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that seems a stretch. Hmm. But yeah, uh, I guess, I don't, I don't have any more thoughts on that in particular. Um, I, I, I mean, un- until, until Nada actually, you know, uh, told me about her actual research that makes me feel bad that I, I feel like I should probably research more for the life lesson segment. <laughs> I, I figured out how to do it, actually. Okay. Uh, it, was, it came to me in a blinding flash, so for future reference, this is what you do. Take the Gintama title, uh-huh. and in it, it written in kanji and um, the other moon runes, um, <laughs> and uh, just Google it. And if it comes up with uh, more hits than Gintama-related pages, you know it's a proverb. So that's when you would do more research. Mm, okay, I'll keep that in mind. Because, like... Yeah, honestly, yeah, when I think about it, that that sounds like the way to go because like I I don't like I don't know why I never thought about that cuz I usually just I usually just take whatever the title is in English and I just put it in Google cuz I don't think, oh, well, this doesn't relate to anything Japanese at all cuz you know. Yeah, cuz it's whatever the viz translation is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I mean like I I can't think of any like particular chapter titles, but like from what I remember, usually Viz doesn't um, mess up the translation of their chapter titles too often, though. I mean, I'm sure I know there have been times where, like, we'll be doing the life lesson segment and we come across like the M is for M is for no more. Whatever. <laughs> it was like M for, M is for no more enemies. That that was that was the that was very strange. Well, no, that was that was the Scanlation translation. Oh right. Okay. No, this is kind of more. Um, I don't. Re- um, I don't know. It was. I don't even remember what the Viz translation for that was. But I re- I remember we were. I'm pretty sure we were. Some of us were kind of confused by that a little bit. Just just, yeah. just in terms of like what why why the um why the Viz went for what it did or something. Um, we were definitely confused about the translation on all fronts with some of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think Viz usually does a decent job of translating those. It's not, it's not, it's not very often that I can, that I read the chapter titles and think, yeah, this is obviously not right. (laughs) Um, so I guess they do a good job on that front. Uh, but I guess unless there's anything else we want to add, does the chapter title make sense? Um, less than I thought when I started. I think it does if you look at it sarcastically or ironically because it's something that they talk about multiple times during the chapter. 
about how uh, Bug's life is precious. Like when uh, the Shogun's beetle lands on Kagura's head and Gintoki t- uh, tries to swipe it away and Kagura's telling him that even a uh, little bug has a heart, so it's wrong for him to do that. And then Gintoki gives his whole speech about the value of life right before stepping on a bug. So obviously, it's not it cues you into what the theme of the story is going to be, but it's not like that's the actual takeaway you're supposed to get from it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, that 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 idea is really just all over the arc in general. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I guess really what it comes down to, I guess, d- depending on how you see that proverb, I guess, I guess it depends on how you see it, wh- whether the chapter title makes enough sense to you or not. But I think, I, I think, I think it makes sense on a few different levels, I guess is what I'll say to that. Just, I guess, depends on whatever you, uh, however you want to take it, really. Which is good because I honestly, I'll be, I'll be frank. I've been, I've been kind of struggling with the life lesson segment lately, just because I feel like we've a, a lot of the ones I've had to talk about on the show have either been, have been just kind of very straightforward and simple. But 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 now that Nada's brought up the idea of some of these chapter tiles probably being proverbs, um, potentially, I'm sure that I probably missed something along the way with some of these chapter titles um you know they're 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 kind of my attempts to just basically make my guests analyze them so i don't have to as much because i know i'm probably not going to do a very good job of analyzing them very well (laughs) yeah and even if you know some of them are proverbs a lot of them are probably like slightly changed proverbs which that my solution wouldn't help with that's true yeah but yeah, I think that's going to be about it for the segment. I guess if you guys have any thoughts on these two particular chapter titles or any ones we've covered in the past or ones we may not have gotten to yet, if you have any thoughts on any of these at all, uh, please send over your thoughts in an email over to GintoLifeLessons at gmail.com. Again, we would love to hear what you guys have to say about some of these chapter titles, How maybe how they relate to you and your, uh, I guess, how they relate to you personally, how you think they relate to not only just the chapter, but maybe all of Gintama in general. I don't know how you think they relate to whatever. <laughs> um, so I think we're just going to move on to the next segment. This is the anime manga comparison segment for episode 65 of the anime. And um, I guess I'm just going to put it out there. Um, this episode is, um, I think, pretty straightforward in its um, in its adaptation. But there are so many little details I want to talk about with this episode that I think, yeah, I think we can make a segment out of this. But uh, Nada, you were you were letting me know off mic about uh, about kind of the inspiration for these two chapters of the manga. If you want to talk about that real quick, okay, yeah, I kind of saved it for here because um, it's very apparent in the anime more than the uh, um, more than the chapters. So anyway, um, so 
Uh, back when the first character book for Gintama came out, they had an interview in it with Sirachi, and um, one of the questions in the interview was, do you get material from the news? So um, he answers back, I don't actually know how to gather material all that well. <laughs> <laughs> At most, when I meet with my editor, I'll ask, what's popular right now? Mushi King, King of the Beatles. So let's go with that. Something like that. <laughs> so, so this arc was uh, inspired by a very popular um, arcade game, Mushi King, King of the Beatles. Um, and I believe that I've looked at some of these videos of it on YouTube. So what it was is you go to the arcade game, you collect like cards, and each card has like a beetle on it, and you get the beetles to fight each other, and you win more cards and so on. Um, it was really popular with kids at the time that this came out. And it also had an anime. And I looked at a bit of the anime, and it's it's really bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, for the kids that it's for, it was I'm sure it was great. And it had, like, the CGI beetles and so on. And um, a lot of the fights of the beetles in this uh, anime version are kind of like tributes to that anime. Mm. Yeah, because, you know, I think I even remember, like, in the um, in the sponsor cards it, for, for that episode that I think um, I think the anime even mentions Mushi King in the subtitles for those cards. Um, now, I guess, yeah, as Nada mentioned, uh, yeah, the episode starts off with uh, we, we actually get to see um, Yo-Chan and uh, the other Beatles fighting one on one. And uh <sighs> I don't really know where to start with this. I know, you know what, John, I know you had some very strong feelings on this. Uh, do you want to talk about those real quick? <laughs> oh, my time has finally come. <laughs> so my first exposure to this arc was, of course, through the anime, because right now the only part of the manga I've read are these two chapters in preparation for this podcast. And I was absolutely disgusted when I read the manga and found out that this one-minute CGI beetle scene was an adaptation of literally one panel. I had to sit through that monstrosity, that sorry excuse for animation that reminds <laughs> you just when this episode was produced. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... Um, I probably should have fact checked this. Um, in fact, I I may I may just do so while we're talking. But I'm going to say that this episode probably premiered in 2007 at the very least. I'll I'll say this for that that bit at the beginning. It looked like it was a pretty good uh, recreation of exactly what Lucy King, King of the Beatles looks like. So so I guess there's that at least. Oh, well, that makes me feel a little better. On the other hand, would you want to sit through? that it's like sometimes their parodies are too close you know like the joke is that is a thing that is a thing mm. it's not a, i don't know if you have this info on you uh on hand or i don't know if you look this info up but do you have any idea how long bushi king actually ran for no i don't know okay yeah like i i can't imagine like i'm just gonna just throw a guess off the top of my head that if if it was a kids anime, it probably ran for at least like close to fifty episodes. I'm looking it up, and it was basically to sell the Sega game. It was a big thing. Mm. So maybe it didn't run for fifty episodes, but I, I can't imagine it ran for any less than like twenty six or twenty five, something around there. 
Um, but however many episodes it ran for, I cannot imagine watching something like this. And, you know, like, because, you know, Beatles, Bugs fighting each other. I mean, I know we were yeah, discussing. Were, okay, but they, they, they like evolved and like eventually there was like dark Lord Beatles and things like that. that. That's I see. That's that's that really sounds like the kind of thing I actually would have liked as a kid. Um, yeah, I can't imagine watching this show for how however long it ran with, with the kind of like and with basically with the way it seems like those uh, Beatle fights were animated. <laughs> can I can I interject here? Sure, sure. I just quickly looked it up. Uh, both the franchise and the anime. Uh, first off. The franchise is just, it's no ordinary arcade game. 52 episodes. See, okay, I was right the first time. The arcade game has a Guinness uh, world record for the highest number of tournaments held for an arcade game. Oh, wow. (laughs) And these games seem to have a long-lasting legacy because this... uh, stub of a wikipedia article right here says that the first arcade game came out in 2003 and that the latest one came out in 2015 Hmm. so the anime only lasted for about a year uh so that's understandable but the arcade game's a big deal and uh colton you did say that you have a hard time believing something like this could last longer than 52 episodes. But remember that Bakugan Battle Brawlers got four seasons. You know, you know what? That is a fair point. I can't even argue with that. <laughs> you know what? For these kids' anime, it's not even like you have to watch it every week. You just like, if you're around on Sunday morning, you just turn it on and uh, you're like, oh, okay, they're having a good fight today. You don't have to be watching every week. No, yeah, like, I basically imagine that, like, this, like, whoever, whoever, like, produces these kids' shows, you know, like, essentially, they're just producing them so that, like, one day, one kid is gonna, like, catch it on TV and be like, oh my god, what's this cool thing? I wanna buy it! Essentially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um... But, uh, okay, so I just looked it up. Episode 65 premiered on July 19th, 2007, so I was right about that. Okay, and the, and the, um, the anime of, uh, what you call it, Mushi King had been 2005 to 2006. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I could see if, if what John is saying is true, then, yeah, I could see the, yeah, obviously the arcade game was still pretty popular, I guess, past its anime. Uh, yeah. So I could still see it being kind of relevant even then. Um, but yeah, so there you go. That's some interesting stuff. Typical Sirachi, just piggybacking off whatever's big <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like, I guess I, all I was going to say was that, like, you know, like, when I first watched this episode, it didn't really bother me, because, like, I didn't really have an opinion on CG at that point. I was just like, it's just another episode of Gintama. But, like, the more anime I watch... And the more CG I encounter, you know, considering when this was produced and like, and also considering the fact that like, like uh, Gintama complains all the time about like how much of a budget it doesn't have, you know, with all those factors in mind, I mean, I guess I can't really blame the CG for not looking very good, especially if it's, you know, trying to ape, you know, what it's parodying in the first place. But man, Japanese CG, personally, I just don't think usually looks very good. Unfortunately. Yeah. That's not an understatement. 
I mean, I there are definitely a people out there who have a very st- stronger, pe- more passionate opinions than I do. But me personally, I'm just kind of like, I'm just kind of used to it. But I'm also just kind of like, yeah, it doesn't look good, but whatever. Like, uh, you've seen one scene full of Japanese CG, you've seen them all. Um, so I guess just to move on with the rest of the episode. Um, so just uh, just talking about a lot of the details that I really liked about this episode, because there really are a lot of them that I want to get through. So, because I guess basically, like, the opening doesn't come in until, like, right after Kagura has her funeral for uh, Sadaharu number 28. And uh, I like the bit at the end where, because um, I, like, I-, I already thought, like, her calling out uh, her pet's name and getting it wrong the first time was pretty funny. But, like, I like the detail that they added in the uh, in the anime where, like, when Kagura's yelling her pet's name and, like, you could tell there's an echo effect in her voice to sound all dramatic. But then, like, it's it's immediately dropped when she's like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I, so- I noticed that, too. And I was when I read that in the manga, I was like, oh, wow, that joke worked a lot better in the anime. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, I it did work better in the anime, but I think I think they're funny in in either, really. Yeah, yeah, they're all funny. The anime in this one I find really steps it up often with. Oh no! Especially yeah. the facial facial expressions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> early, early Gintama, the art is a bit like people are just sitting there, and you can kind of like see a facial expression, but in the anime, it's like you can really like their faces are amazing. Yeah. And then um, I totally forgot about because um, all throughout when Kagura is um, is getting on Genin Shinpachi for not wanting to go beetle hunting with with her, like she just because she, she there's a part where like she blows her nose as she's crying and then she just decides to like shape Gintoki's hair with her mucus <laughs> and it's the gro- I know <laughs> it's the grossest thing ever and I hate it. <laughs> it's the grossest thing, but I I thought that was really funny. Like, it, I mean, it's still it, kind of funny. Inst- yeah. Instead of like just having a panel where she's like talking and he's talking and they're talking and they're all sitting in the same place, it's like she's sitting there shaping his hair with her mucus. It's hilarious. It gives a little extra something there that that scene really needed in the anime, or else it would just be two talking heads. Yeah. No. Yeah. And and I and I, I do appreciate the addition for that reason. I guess some other things I really liked. Um. So I guess really. Um, again, just more details. I really don't like how Okita's fake beetle suit, how, like, the arms and stuff move, that kind of, like, that makes me cringe a little bit, just because, like, it's, 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 like, really fluidly animated, and it's just, it's really hard for me to look at, because I don't, I don't really like bugs that much. Um, Okita would probably be very, very happy at that reaction. Also, how do they move in the first place? I'm sure, like, that's not important, but like at one point he actually flies in the anime which is not in the manga at all no it's not that just seemed like overkill i i thought it was kind of funny but it also just makes me wonder like like how, how automated is this suit that he's wearing it's just kind of weird um and then just stuff like um <laughs> honey dripping from kondo's butt onto gin's face that was a great addition um that unfortunately wasn't in the manga um, Another bit that wasn't in the manga with the honey is when 
Toshi grabs Kondo. Um, Kondo's running towards the uh, Yorzuya after they found Burimaru. Yeah. And in the manga, he just stops and lets Toshi talk to him. But in the anime, Toshi's hand slips and um, Kondo falls. Yeah, and then like when he pulls him back, he's just covered in leaves. <laughs> yeah, like I thought that was a pretty good addition. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Um, just like in general, all of like like the first encounter with the Shinsengumi and the odd jobs, I felt like um actually paying attention to it, I thought had some pretty good shot like good looking shots and actually not some bad animation here and there. N- not not one moment like particularly standing out to me, but overall I think it just I think it looked good. Just the honey glistening and dripping <laughs> yeah, made I, the scenes. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um so so this is one of those things where it's like uh, in, in like Viz's translation and Crunchyroll's translations are are like a bit different, so it's weird to me how in the manga when like they're doing that thing where um, Shinpachi keeps keeps getting uh, slapped around by the other two because of mosquitoes, and then uh, Shinpachi tries to get the both of them back. How in the manga Shinpachi denies basically wanting to smack Gin, basically being like, "Oh, Gin, I wouldn't do that," but like. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, I don't know the Japanese, but I think Crunchyroll's is probably probably makes yeah, because because essentially Crunchyroll's translation has has Shinpachi being like, well, what you expect? I learned it from you, basically. I learned it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. <laughs> um, and the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> Little boy, blue and the man in the moon. <laughs> when you're coming home, Dad. We'll okay. come together then. No, I'll let I'll let I'll leave and let you guys continue your 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 little duet. I I, I like this. This will make for good radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like stuff like okay. So speaking of that same scene, like um, you know, obviously we know that like uh Hichikata and Yamazaki are the ones responsible for the mosquitoes because Yamazaki is obviously sending them tor- towards the odd jobs but i love how they have hazmat suits and he and hijikata is still smoking inside of his that's very <laughs> counterproductive <laughs> i honestly thought that was probably the funniest like visual gag um in that episode to me yeah it was really good oh I, yeah hijikata just can't stop smoking oh oh yeah and then there was um we we get to see a little bit of of the odd jobs like fighting against each other, which um, like 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 Kagura like throwing a fury of punches and like I think somebody dive kicks somebody at one point and it's just like 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 stuff like that. I'm glad that uh, they kind of expound upon in the anime because that some of that stuff is really fun to watch. Yeah. So the one Hal is talking about how the expressions change. Um, so on the second chapter, I think it's page seven. Yeah, when after Kagura barfs in the barbecue, you get in the manga, you get the shot of her and then the shot of Okita, and Okita's face looks like completely stone. Um, not stoned. It looks like stone. <laughs> like he's stone faced. No, stone face no expression but the manga where it's like it just like zooms in on him and you can see like his like uh his contempt his contempt like i you are going down i like that I was a great moment so much i hate you so much yeah it's see it still weirds me out that like we can clearly see the barbecue in the manga and it's like fine yeah there's nothing there's no throw up on that's it. what gets me about that honestly 
Um, why I don't know why that's like that, but whatever. That's gonna. So it's probably just they needed to get it in really quickly, and they didn't check it properly. Probably. I mean, again, Sirachi's known for working right up to the deadline, so he probably uh, missed that. Um, <clears throat> probably didn't think about that, but um, and then I guess the next thing I wanted to talk about is um, like in like I guess in general, like like the big battle of the episode against Rurimaru and um. Uh, whatever uh, Okita's uh, Beetle's name is, I forget. Um, Sadomaru. Yeah, like Sadomakus. How do you say that? Sadomakusism. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's. It's an SM Beetle. Oh, I okay. You didn't get that? No, actually, I didn't get that. But hearing you say that, that makes a lot of sense. Um. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, I didn't get that either. So I, I I can't say the word because I learned how to speak English from reading, not speaking. Say say masochistic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even realize there was any wordplay there. But can, and I'm, yeah. I'm just joking, by the way. I'm an English um, only speaker. <laughs> In case anyone thinks I did. <laughs> um. But yeah, the, like that fight. I guess in particular, if you want to call it a fight, is it's a, it's a bit extended. You know, with a few like little bits here and there, like um, like the fact that Okita's beetle can shoot eye lasers. <laughs> Where did he <laughs> find this thing? Is it like is Okita like genetically like uh, uh, mutating beetles, and we just don't know about it? Is that like a hobby of his? Is, is that what he did with all the ones that he uh, caught? Is he, he like is he creating an army of beetles? I have a lot of questions about that, <laughs> of which I know will never be answered. Yep. Um, so some of that's really great. I really, I really hate the close-up shot of the beetle's face because it, it, like, it's so gross and it scares the shit out of me. I hate it. His lips are puckered and ugh, it's ugly. I wish it, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad Gin kicked it in the end because I was really tired of looking at him. Um, I guess this is the part of the episode where I get to actually, uh, where I get to talk about something I actually do know for once. Um, so there's a bit of a joke in the, um, in the anime, a bit of a voice actor joke where, um, Okita utters the phrase, can I defeat you now? I didn't get an answer though. Uh, which the, the Crunchyroll, uh, notes for the, like, for the references and stuff basically just, they 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 kind of shrug it off as oh this is a this is a phrase from common writer deno um common writer essentially being a very very hugely popular tokusatsu series from uh, Shotaro Ishinomori we've we've talked about common writer on the show once or twice before but um Inata was kind of talking about this with us over messenger about how um I did not understand what the reference was it just said something like reference to common writer yeah, the, like they don't really explain the joke other than it's just from a show. But like, like the actual joke is that like one, it's like it's like a catchphrase of a character from from Deno, and two, like that character in particular being a line from uh from a character named uh, Ryu Taros, who is a um who is a character voiced by Kenichi Suzumura, who is voiced who basically voices Okita. <laughs> So, like I said, it's a voice actor joke. Um, and just for anyone uh, curious, um, the original phrase uh, from the show would be something like, Is it okay if I beat you? Your answer doesn't matter. 
It, like, it's, it's, it's worded a bit differently just because of Okita's dialect, I think, which is the reason for that. Um, what is Okita's, like, way of saying things? See, I don't know what it is in particular, but I, I can tell that, like, he says things very, like, I don't know how you would, like, describe it, but, like, it's a very, I, like, I, you could tell he speaks pretty roughly, because, like, I, like, I could tell, like, when he says certain things that, like, he's not saying them, like, incorrectly, but he's saying them in a way where it's, like, he's he, he talks a little more casually. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he has, like, some kind of hick accent or something because of where they come from or whatever. This is where we need BDR. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to ask him about this the next time, because he probably would know better yeah, than Yeah, he would probably tell us what um, talks like. Or like a teenager, maybe. Since maybe, my... I that's probably it too. Um, so I'm I'm assuming neither of you guys know. I mean, I mean, you you guys both know what Common Rider is, obviously. I'm sure, but um, it's the one about motorcycles, right? The motorcycles, and um, I mean, the original Common Rider. Like, can... I'm pretty sure I saw an episode when I was in Japan. But I don't speak Japanese, of course, so I just, like, was sitting there watching it. Like, like, like the original Kamen Rider is obviously based, like, the design of, like, the original Kamen Rider suit is based off, like, a beetle or a bug or something. Um, okay, I didn't know that. Neither did I. I guess the only other thing, I'm trying to see, I think there was one more thing I wanted to talk about with the episode. Um, I guess the very last thing that, like, that got my attention was, uh, was another thing I actually did some research on. So... Um, so Gintoki, um, whereas in the manga, he just kind of kicks Sadamaru and that's it, right? In the anime, he charges up his, his dive kick and his legs turn into a drill for no reason because anime, um, which is pretty great. It's more visually pleasing, I guess. (laughs) So, so, so here, here's the weird thing that I don't think is a coincidence. So, um, at the time this episode aired on Japanese television, Tengen Tapagurin Lagan was also uh, airing at the, at around uh. the same time, so I can't imagine that this wasn't some kind of like subtle reference. Maybe um, it's it's a bit too much of a coincidence. Like it's kind of what the show does, yeah, that sort of thing. So <laughs> so um, so I thought that was a pretty funny coincidence because like because like seeing that scene, I'm like, man, that this really looks like something from Gurren Lagan, but I wasn't sure if this was like. Oh, like, if it's a coincidence, like, oh, anime just likes giant drills, or whatever. But, no, yeah, like, I think it's safe to say that this is actually a reference to Grand Lagan, so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I think that's really about it for all I wanted to talk about with the episode. Um, but yeah, I think, um, unless you guys uh, have anything else you want to add, I know we kind of went kind of long with some of that, but... Like I said, there was just, there's just so much to unpack in this episode in terms of his references and a lot of the little details that I just... Oh, yeah, and one more reference that we totally forgot about when we were going through the uh, the manga, the last page, and this was brought back to me by John pointing out how um, Pokemon was based on beetle collecting. Um, so when they finally meet um, Matsudaira at the end, they said, it evolved. Oh, oh. There's a Pokemon joke there. Oh, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> even think about that, huh? Wow, that actually yeah. didn't cross my mind either. I'm stupid. Yeah. Oh wow, that's pretty funny. Rurimaru evolved up into a uh, golden condo. Kabuto evolved into Kabutops. <laughs> no, he evolved into the man covered in honey. <laughs> 
I just I just like giving him that mundane name. Okay, so yeah, it's a shiny condo. Shiny- well, that's going to be the episode title. Um, so, um, yeah, that's, I think, yeah, like I said, there's, there really is a lot to unpack with the episode in terms of its references, but like, I think it's pretty safe to say that we all enjoyed the anime over the manga this time around, right? Oh, for certain. There was nothing wrong with the manga, it's just the anime, again, added those little things. Yeah, like yeah, the the anime has so many like great little flourishes that really just add to the humor, in my opinion, uh, which I think is something that the Gintama anime is very good at doing. Uh, so I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so I think that's gonna be about it for anime manga recap. That was episode sixty five, and uh, if you guys want to watch this episode of the anime and pretty much the rest of Gintama, uh, you can do that through Crunchyroll. Uh, we'll leave a link to this episode in particular in the show notes if anybody wants to watch it. But uh, yeah, you know, if if you live in the U.S., I, I have to make this distinction because if I don't, Nada will uh, come after me. Uh, if you if you live in the U.S., you can watch all of Gintama for free on Crunchyroll without a subscription. Though if you do get a subscription, which is uh, six ninety five a month, uh, you can watch at least most of it in HD or whatever was produced in HD. Which at this point in that of the series is not. But uh, you know, unfortunately, if you live in Canada, like you, like not a. You have to, yeah, you have to buy um, premium to watch. The deal they have right now is that you can watch shows that are currently airing for free in Canada, but once they've, um, you've passed that season, anything in the back catalog, you need to buy a membership to watch. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I didn't know they, I didn't know you could watch simulcast for free on there. That's interesting. Yeah, um, and I mean, the reason why is, I believe, is that when our do- dollar crashed compared to yours, they didn't put up the uh, membership fees. For Canadians, which is a good thing. So there's kind of like a bad, there's a bad side to it and a good side. So my membership has never gone up, which is I'm thankful for. But I do feel for the fact that Canadian fans can't watch it even with ads unless they buy a premium membership. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I guess at least there's some kind of silver lining. But uh, the important thing is that Gintama is all on Crunchyroll. Uh, whether you can watch it for free or have to uh, p- p- pay a little bit. Uh, I think it's pretty much worth it. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, the only people I always feel bad for are because I know that when you're a teenager, you don't really have often like access to a credit yep. card and so on. And I remember being like that. So, mm. but yeah, I see. I remember like in order to like buy, st- like I mean, now I have a debit card, which is great. But you know, before I would have to go up to my local uh, like Walgreens and. um and I would have to get, like, a Visa gift card if I ever wanted to buy anything online. So that was annoying, but uh, I don't have to do that anymore, which is great. Yeah, and I also remember as a teenager, if you wanted to order something, you would have to, like, walk to your bookstore, ask them to order it for you because you couldn't. Like, even when it was – even at a time when you could have ordered it online, when you're a teenager, you don't really have the um, credit card. or the, That was before they even had PayPal and so on. Mm, so. Yeah, that was terrible. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, if you want to support Gintama, you want to support the anime, the best way to do that is watch it on Crunchyroll. And if you're interested in the English dub, uh, please buy that when it comes out on DVD and Blu-ray. Um, again, no release date for that just yet. But uh, if you're listening to the show, uh, you will, you listeners will be uh, the first to know, definitely. I will be sure to let everybody know who's listening about that. Yeah, it's, and it's, a, it's a good dub. Yeah, if, uh, I mean... I, I like I think I said on the um on the like on our previous show with um with Jess reviews that um 
Um, dis- despite like a few choices, I don't like all the way agree with. I still enjoy the dub immensely, honestly. Yeah. But uh, I think that's going to be about it for the segment, and we're just going to move on. that's gonna be about it for the show um this has been episode 57 of life lessons the gintama manga cast um you know uh we covered uh chapters 83 and 84 of the manga in our manga recaps we talked about uh lessons 83 and 84 through the life lessons segment and talked about episode 65 in the anime manga comparison segment and i guess uh thank you guys so much for uh recording the show with me it was very fun oh i love doing it uh, I'd love to come on again. Okay, I'll, I will. I will definitely keep that in mind. Um, Nada, thank you so much for coming on. I know. Um, I know people have definitely been wanting to hear you again on the show, and, I, and I'm glad you could make the time to come on. Yeah, and uh, that okay. Early on, when we were like talking, you're like, "Well, people would like to hear from you again," and I think I said something like, "Oh, yeah." And it might have sounded like I wasn't enthusiastic. <laughs> um, that was because someone had walked into the room at that point, and I was like. Uh, I was frozen, like, is there, um, I'm not going to be talking about Gintama in front of whoever it is. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like a, you're like a deer in headlights, like, oh no. Yeah, they- the deer in headlights. So, no, I'm really enthusiastic about being on, and I love being on. That's good. Um, I'm hope I'm hoping we can, uh, cause I, I we kind of talked about it off mic. I know your schedule's going to be kind of, uh, iffy after, after this week, if I'm, oh, if I'm I, correct. It's, it's, I don't even know at this point. Um. <laughs> The context is that I'm not feeling very well these days, so I don't know what my future schedule will be like. So, but we'll, we'll just play it by ear. I'll try to have you on whenever I can. Yeah, because 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 clearly I, I need to do that more often because I'm bad at doing research. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm glad I could have Nada on as well as John. But uh, I guess uh, I'm just gonna let you guys uh, talk about where people can find you on the internet if they want to hear more from you. I guess. Uh, I guess we can uh, start with you real quick, John. Uh, where can the good people find you? Well, I'm on a lot of places on the internet, but where you're going to find me the most often is on Twitter. Uh, my handle is LeitungVG, and I do not blame you if you don't know how to spell that, because that's German, so I'll spell it for you. That's at L-E-I-T-U-N-G-V-G. And uh, on there, I am watching Gintama, and I watch it every day, every evening, and I tweet my impressions of it. So if you want to hear a guy going through the series for the first time, definitely follow me. But if you're listening to this podcast like a month or two after it was first published, then I'm probably already done. But I'm watching (laughs) other anime at that point, and I like anime and I like video games. Basically, that's all you gotta know. Well, there you go. Um... And then uh, Nada, uh, definitely let us know where we can find you. Okay, so um, I'm also very active on Twitter, and uh, so my public Twitter account is Joy of the Joey. So that's J O Y O F T H E J O U I. Joy, Joy is Joy. <laughs> yeah, Joy the Joy. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that's my Twitter account, and I also have a uh, blog on. Uh, Japanese history of um, the Bakamatsu era, which Gintama is based off, and it has a lot of Gintama content on it, 
and it's called Hakuoki History on Tumblr, and um, I think it's just best to look at It's really hard to spell, and I think it's just best to uh, use the link that Colton will have in the show notes to find it. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, be doing that. Um, and you know what I'd also like to plug is um, right now uh, we started up a Discord for Gintama fans. Oh, um, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, um, I feel bad because, like, I, I don't, I don't have a lot of time or patience to, like, I don't have time to be on Discord a lot, and I don't have the patience for it because it's still, it's, it's new to me, and I'm still getting used to it, so I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to be on, but I, I feel but like if I should. you sh- do want to yeah. find me, that's where I am a lot these days. Yeah, I'll, yeah, that's, I, I think I'll definitely leave a link to that in the show notes as well if people are interested in that. There are a lot of, a lot of fun people on there to talk to, and, you know, occasionally I'll come on there, especially if not as like, hey, you should come on. Hey, I'm not going to keep, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to keep bothering you until you do. Okay, fine, <laughs> I guess I will. <laughs> I guess I'll talk to people. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want like a chat room to come and talk to Intama, um, it's called the Yorazuya Soul Discord, and it's just like a chat room that a bunch of us started who had been on another chat room that doesn't exist anymore, so we made a new one. Alright, there you go. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave links to those as well if anyone wants to come and chat with us. Uh, when, especially when we, uh, whenever, we, whenever we're on and we have the chance. Uh, so yeah, there's that. And um, alright, that's great. So definitely follow Nada and John. I, I, I enjoy talking to them both. Um, and I'm definitely going to be having them back on the show at some point. But uh, until then, you know, if you, if for some reason you're not a, you're not tired of my opinions, you can uh, you can follow me on Twitter. That's at sniperking three two three. That's S N I P E R K I N G three two three. Um, and I guess you know, I guess uh, if you if you're interested in any other podcasts I record, uh, there's one podcast prevails. You know, if if you if you like life lessons and you and you kind of like the way I structure this show in particular. Um, it's kind of, it's, that's kind of how um, how we record one podcast prevails. It's, it's the same kind of idea. We we except we just talk about Detective Conan slash Case Close, whatever you want to call it. Um, if you're a fan of that series, we uh, we we talk about the Viz release of that manga in particular from the very beginning and uh, trudge our way through that. I think I'm going to read that. So you should that 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 would be great if like if you read enough Detective Conan and I could talk to you about it at some point because I, I I think you would like it personally. But yeah, uh, only differences with Conan is is that it is super long, um, almost a thousand chapters at this point. So that's great. Uh, and Viz is actually still releasing it, so that's even better. Um, so. You can find that at onepodcastprevails.wordpress.com, or if you just want to hear me talk about just different manga in general, I'm I'm just generally I'm a big manga fan, um, have been for close to ten years at this point actually, wow. maybe over. Been reading been reading manga since middle school. Um, you know, you can hear me talk about my opinions on whatever manga I'm reading and whatever's happening in the industry. Uh, you know, uh, li- uh, new licenses and new series, stuff like that over at uh, Manga Mavericks on allcomic.com. We release that every other Friday bi-weekly, so definitely go listen to that. Um, and I guess, you know, if you just want to follow the podcast in general, that's uh, Life Lessons in Gintama Manga Cast, you can, uh, you can visit us at gintalifelessons.wordpress.com, where we post every episode first. You can also listen to us on the Stitcher Smart Radio app, or you can uh, listen to us on uh, Player FM. 
And you can also follow us on Facebook.com, Twitter.com, and YouTube.com slash GintamangaCast. That's G-I-N-T-A-M-A-N-G-A-C-A-S-T, GintamangaCast. And if you want to email us anything about Gintama in general, how you like the podcast, uh, how much you like listening to Nada or John, um, just anything in general, we'll, uh, we'll read it on the show at GintaLifeLessons at gmail.com. Um, and I guess um, just real quick before we go, I probably should mention this. Um, next episode you'll be hearing will be our fourth anniversary episode. Uh, been doing this podcast for four years, and I, I, wow. I, hey, I can't believe it either. Um, so um, hopefully next episode I'm going to have Josh Dunham on to talk about the Train Samurai arc. So oh, he's been looking forward to that for so long. He's been yeah, I've I've been kind of holding on to that for about probably a year at this point maybe close to that, so uh, poor, poor Josh's heart is going to explode if we don't talk about that arc soon, um, so gonna be having him on the show again, and you know, while I'm mentioning emails, uh, I think it's uh, pretty important now than ever that if, if you have an email you want to send to the podcast, or, you know, you just want to send us something through, like, Facebook or Twitter or whatever, uh, n- now would be the time to do that, um, so definitely send us whatever you want us to read on the show, tell us hi, to tell us whether you like or like or dislike us. I don't know. We'll read it on the show. We usually like to try and advocate for as much uh, fan feedback as possible to read on the show. Probably I'm not going to get as much as I did last year. Um, <laughs> that was an entirely other thing. But, um, you know, we're hoping to get enough. Uh, we can maybe fill it like a half hour or so, maybe 40 minutes. I don't know. In a perfect world. Um, but, yeah, just letting you guys know that... Uh, if you want to send us something to read on the show, our anniversary's coming up. That's the best time to do it. So, again, that's at gintolifelessons at gmail.com. And uh, I haven't been able to do this lately, but um, I'm hoping to maybe leave a thread for our fourth anniversary podcast up on the Gintama subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash Gintama. Uh, hopefully I'll post that up soon. If not, by the time this episode comes out, hopefully even before that, I don't know just yet, but look out for that if you're a user of, the, of that subreddit in particular. But the most important thing, guys, is that you subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Uh, you know, if you feel so inclined, uh, give us a, give us a five-star rating or anything lower than that. That's fine, too. Um, even if it's a one-star rating, I don't care. A rating's a rating. Uh, or if you want to just leave us a review and tell us how much you like the show, that's always appreciated, too. Um... But uh, enough of my shilling stuff. Uh, again, like I said, look forward to our next episode where we were ha- we will have Josh Dunham on from Senpai Coast to Coast and Wave Motion Cannon, if you're familiar with those. Um, and uh, I, this was a good episode. I had fun. But unfortunately, all, f- uh, all things must come to an end and we have to end the show. So we'll just see you guys next time on the next episode of Life Lessons, the Gintama Maga cast. Bye, guys. Bye. Later.